Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm. This week, we're going to be kind of continuing our topic from last week. Last week, we talked about the balance of the raid tier, how we felt about it. But this this week's topic started to leak in a little bit with current job balance and everything. So we're going to be continuing that discussion. And I'm sure, once again, like most discussions on the Internet, it'll be completely civil, and we will all walk away feeling better about this discussion. I'm one of your hosts. Mr. Happy, representing DPS, I suppose, for this discussion. And of course, joining me is Sly, who's representing Dragoon. <laughs> and what buffs do you want for Dragoon this week, Sly? What are they? Not a damn. Not a damn? Not a damn. Not a damn? Okay, how you doing, though? I'm good. Civil, though? Civil? I think between the four of us, it'll be civil. The rest that happens afterwards, I don't I don't care. I'm going to grab a healer by their throat, spin them upside down, and like just suplex them into the ground and destroy them and all their egos. Well, you want to know our other guests? You want to know what I thought? I thought you were about to rap. I was ready for a rhyme there, <laughs> for some reason. Oh man, yeah. So uh, joining us again for two weeks in a row, although he claims he's a different person now. We have Momo representing the healers. How you doing, Momo? Hey. How's it going? Why are you whispering? I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm more awake this time, so hopefully it's going to be better for me. Hopefully. Chat says the difference between last week and this week is last week was Momo, this week's Meowmo. Ooh, I like that. Can be Dogma. I love. Are we? Is it like the like Dogma, like the the what's it called movie? The, the you know, let's we'll just move movie. on to the next, uh, next, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah we, got, we got another guest. We do yeah, have another guest. Also, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we have Zeph. <laughs> Zeph, who is, <laughs> so as he defines it, also here. How are you, you doing, Zeph? Yeah, I'm good. Glad to be here. I can't believe that's the image that... Like, you know most people, Zeph, when I ask them if they want to be on the show, they have, like, an image they know for certain they want used. And you... T- you recropped your tw- your Twitter profile <laughs> to just be the slime's face. Yeah, when you asked me, I thought maybe I should get a commission done of a a slime rather than just an in-game screenshot <laughs> that's cropped down like that. <laughs> just staring at me the whole time. Slime Zeph is Zeph. Oh, this could be the Dragon Quest. And Zeph's representing tanks. Yep. You sound so excited about that prospect. <laughs> Uh, it's been an interesting few weeks, uh, of, uh, sharing of opinions since the, the, uh, patch notes and the follow-up yeah. write-up. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair to say. You are, one of the reasons I invited you is you've been very outspoken on social about I have. everything, yep. so I figured, Zeph's perfect, and I haven't seen you since our group went our separate ways, so figured it was a good reunion moment as mm-hmm. well. Yep. I miss you. Yeah. I miss you too. No, you Glad to be here. No, you don't. Well, I'm going to make one <laughs> Mr. You Happy dogs. pun and you're going to, no, you missed the call, you missed the call out. That's what it is. You just want the end tight left and right. I still make those call outs and I just smile every time. Nice. I do it with, yeah, with I, I still hear it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. 
Well, before we get into this very freeform discussion, which I'm sure will bounce all over the place like last week's did, um, just a quick sponsor readout. Thank you again to Steel Series for sponsoring, as they have. We'll have a giveaway under the YouTube video, and we do have many shows already planned out. In fact, I will already announce next week's show at the end of this one, as I've already got the guest confirmed and the topic confirmed for that. Sly, I'm on top of it, all right? We got it. I got at least three weeks of shows already planned out, Sly, so we're good. I gave you the calendar, the calendar timings and everything in, in DMs. So we're all set. Yeah, I'll, I'll be wrangling. I'll be wrangling. Well, no, no, no. We got to wrangle. That's for even later. After all that. Like, we got, we got shows lined up. And then you can wrangle for a show even later. I, I DM'd you everything. We good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we good. We good. Yeah. All right. But Steel Series yeah. will be sponsoring all those shows. And we'll have a giveaway under them for the month of uh, October. Uh, also, Quick last second shout outs. These are, these are other sponsors. Every plate still sponsoring my channel until October 13th. And then we have, of course, the usual advanced GG. And for anyone here, if any, just as a reminder to those of you live on Twitch, all, or is everyone here streaming today? Or Seth, you're yeah. done for the day. Are you streaming later? Um, probably later. Later. Okay. Cause there's still yeah. like 12 hours left in September. So if you want to give any of the four people here subs on Twitch, it's still discounted for like another 12 hours. You just go to their channels and do it. You don't have to wait till they're live. Just go do it. Did they do it? Oh. Yet? Did they do it yet? Thanks, Mr. Happy. You're welcome. That's just for you guys. Because I everyone thought it was over today. So I'm just doing that last second shout out for everyone. There you go. All right. Balance discussion. <sighs> is there... Is there... Like, how do we start this? Well, because we, we always, we always talk about balance like every few months or so on this podcast. And I feel like it's come to a head recently. Um, Zeph, you had a stellar, stellar fucking write up on, on Twitter. And I, I read it like at least five times because like me dumb, me hit things. Um, so, Zeph, I'm going to start with you. What do you like? Okay. And we're just going to go across the board. Um, how do you feel about the uh, current state of balance in the game? Um, overall, pretty negatively at the moment. And the reason why I did that write-up, the reason I felt so compelled to do it, was specifically because... I really like Paladin, obviously. I've been maining it for many years. Yeah. <laughs> and for the longest time, I've been saying to myself, well, not just to myself, I've been saying to everyone, I really hope they don't mess with Paladin. Like, I want to keep this playstyle. I really like it. But this expansion, particularly, it's fallen out of fashion because it's just become completely incompatible with the two-minute burst meta. And so I was already worried, like, oh... Please don't touch it. Like, I'm, I'm still having fun with the job, even if it's not as viable, uh, in, in certain situations, like, you know, prog and speedruns as well. Um, but I was still having fun with it. And then finally, uh, the P8S gets nerfed and Yoshi P comes out with the, the statement about reasoning and we get the, um, the patch notes with the just the justification that they're adding now for why they're making changes, and 
uh, the Paladin section specifically said that they intend to do a full evaluation of Paladin's actions, which is uh, very frightening to me because that's what I've been worried about the whole time. And so I felt compelled to do the write-up because in reality, yeah, it's true. Paladin doesn't really play into the current design of the game itself until they want to change the job. But that, to me, is a really bad thing because it's taking away something that I've been having so much fun with for so long. And it's shifting things into a play style that I personally don't enjoy as much. And so I see the solution as changing the game overall, not the job, to try and fit the game. Because I enjoy... I, I tend to enjoy the weirder things about the game than the standardization and... I would appreciate if those weird things could still exist. So that's sort of the angle I'm coming from. Sorry, okay. sorry, Momo. Try to be a good Samaritan, but I got uh, on site. Bopped, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, we'll shift over to you, Momo, because we we got a little bit, little sense of what your feelings were uh, last week. But overall, <laughs> how are you? How are you feeling about the current state of balance in the game? Um, I mean, uh, it's definitely, in terms of modern game history, I think it's definitely probably the worst it's been. Now, I know some people say, oh, you know, it's, oh, we're back to Heaven's Word days with bad balancing, but it's like, no, because, I mean, the issue with Heaven's Word balancing wasn't just job balance, it was game system balance as well, which goes into, like, things like enmity management, MP management, TP management, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's kind of different, whereas, like, everything now is just straight, just job balance issues. Um, so I don't think it's as bad. However, in terms of, like, Stormblood Shadowbringers, yeah, it's probably the worst it's been since those last expansions. And it's it's really shitty, too, because Square Enix put themselves in the position where players had really high expectations of them to balance, like, really well because of Shadowbringers, right? Shadowbringers was, like, such a, like, for the most part, most jobs were... Uh, very well balanced, right? Like, uh, you have a few outliers, like Warrior was probably like a little bit undertuned, and, um, like Red Mage was always like kinda meh as well, because it was like the, you know, I had the, the Ver Rays, and like Machinist was also technically undertuned as well, but, you know, it still had its niches, because Dancer also had weaknesses, but it's like, everything more or less had a niche, right? Now, because every job plays almost the exact same, there really are no such things as like niches because the thing is generally if a fight is good for one job, it's probably good for like the rest of them because of the, the way they share this, the fundamentals of the burst, right? Every job is a 60 slash two minute uh, burst job now. And then you have the exception of black mage and paladin who are just more sustaining jobs, but. Yeah, they still kind of lean in, you know. You have the the xenoglossies and everything mm-hmm. that you want to oh, try. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. You know, they, they have the tools, but you don't have like, there's no... You don't have huge spikes. Yeah, there's in, not like a... Mu- like, damage. you're using those to use spells that you were already using. There's not like a spell you only use every two minutes. There's not like a Starfall dance or a, a queen or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, if you look at FF Logs and you, you check the damage of, like, the, the peaks and the lows, or the, the what do they call them, the valleys, and the, the peaks and the valleys or whatever, um, Black Mage and Paladin are pretty much the only jobs that don't have those peaks and valleys because they're more or less just, like, waves, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I guess, uh, 
I'll I'll speak from the DPS side of things as the the final mm-hmm. representative. So I, I gotta say, first of all, I envy you for not really giving a shit about any of that. <laughs> Cause you just you just watch it all unfold. Cause you just want as long as Dragoon's in a good place, you 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 feel good. I'm I'm kinda I, I kinda feel bad for machinists though. Like, I, would like <laughs> I think to, we all do. Like I the really city. would like to raid as a machinist, but like like, I just get the gear. I, like, I get, like, it, whatever gear, like, all stuff there. I'm like, sure, I'll take that for Machinist. But will I play it in Raid? Probably not. I mean, I totally I, fix it. I still have the opinion that if you're doing pugs, that you probably should play Machinist. But although Dancer makes that hard to suggest nowadays, because Machinist is, right. Machinist does well in, like, it does better in pugs than it does in, like, statics. But, uh, it's been, it's been a weird time. I've gone through, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to play more DPS this expansion than I think I've ever been willing to play. I, th- I think I could I could pocket, like, six different jobs and feel okay. And that's because of the two-minute design window being so, I don't want to say static. Yeah, no, I'll say static. You know, I, I feel like I, I can play one job. As long as I like the feel of a job, I could play almost any job in this expansion. So it's been more freeing in that respect. But at the same time, there are individual job ticks in DPS that just get me just really pissed every single time I've got to do a different fight in a different way, whether it's trying to adjust buff timings on Bard because there's some sort of downtime mechanic for people or there's too much movement or something like trying to make sure I hit everyone with a brotherhood on Monk when the boss does a, attacks in a different order or has one of two different patterns that they can do. And that's kind of really where the extent of it, it ends for me. At that point, it just becomes a numbers game for jobs like Machinist. You know, for example, where I just don't see how machinist design works in this current environment anymore at all. And I don't know how the devs don't see that it doesn't work in this environment at all. Cause it just, just doesn't. There's too many things that need to be standard across DPS jobs at this point, or you really suffer. You know, Reaper not being able to generate resources during downtime in any way and not really being a job that pools super well outside of like trying to hit specific two minute windows. And then machinist suffers from literally dated design. I just did a video about it, about how it's probably the only job left that doesn't in their single target and AOE rotations don't interact almost in any capacity. You know, your heat gauge is super unsatisfying in AOE. Your battery doesn't involve with your AOE at all. Wildfire as pathetic as it is, also doesn't have any sort of AOE capacity, even though it has it in PvP. So it just feels like it's 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 stuck in the old game. And that's really the, the crux of the problem is they don't have they have the idea right, but they don't have the path to get there on every job really figured out. And it it seems like something that needs more time put into it. As a high ping player, um they still haven't put charges on hypercharge either. Mm-hmm. All this time, um, ever since Machine, well, I only started playing it in Stormblood, but ever since I started playing it, it's been impossible to play without a VPN. VPN is absolutely mandatory. You will clip if you're pretty much over a hundred ping on single weaves with the 1.5 second GCD, and I'm shocked. Like I've been saying it ever since back then that they need to address the the ping issue, and I'm shocked that it has still gone unaddressed, even though they added charges to just about every single other job, which um, emphasizes how much it is still existing in the old game. 
and it's not being looked at for some reason. Let me see if I can find my Yoshi P interview from the media tour because I asked him very specifically about that. <laughs> and uh, the response I received was somewhere in the vein of we don't want to make every job exactly the same. And we do test it in high ping scenarios. I think 150 MS. I think Reddit and I both wanted to ask the same question. I think they ended up getting that question answered, not me. It was, it was one of the two. But, yeah, it was we didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I can I'm tell you 150 is not possible. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Not even close. I think a big thing they don't account for is individual individual instances sometimes have better or worse latency even though they don't have the slow server, the the slow the yeah, the slow instance, the fast instance problem anymore. Sometimes you just it just doesn't work. Like you just get like, like, Oh, I always double weave at this. You go to the housing area, you're practicing your rotation and it's, it's amazing. You're like, Oh, this is awesome. Then you go into an instance and it's fucked six ways to Sunday. Um, I mean, Mark's the same way. There's no shot. You can play market at 150. I mean, like literally you're already at a disadvantage if you're at like even something like 80, like unless you're playing at the lowest ping possible and you're able to double weave under your 1.9 GCD, like there's no shot, right? Like there are just some jobs in this game that are just, not bounce around that at all. No, they are not. Especially old ninja. You know, it's, it's a funny thing about the slow and fast instances um, back in Eden's Gate because I could tell when it was a slow, fast instance because the fast instances were, um, you know, they were the better servers. I could double weave on a fast instance. I couldn't double weave on a slow instance because... Uh, <laughs> I, I guess just server response time or something like that. It just wouldn't work. Interesting. I never heard about that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it either. It seems like a very SE thing. Yeah. I mean, you. I think you'd only hear about it from a, a high ping player. Yeah. I don't think that specifically was ever really mentioned, but it was something I experienced. No, I know exactly. What, I mean, that's kind of in the same vein of what I'm talking about. I, I'll give you a great example. I mentioned the difference between the housing uh area which i think still is is still a, a pretty reasonable example if you go to the housing area it's almost always easy to do double weaves there but if you go into a raid you might just you might just lose the ability to double weave if you're a medium to a high ping i have i have like 15 ping and sometimes i can't double weave properly in some instances especially on like a friday night or something like us when there's so many people in the in the raids it just the performance definitely dips it's definitely inconsistent which makes their whole internal 150 ping test even if they are doing that it doesn't really reflect what we as players experience i feel yeah i remember back then um people used to specifically go to um what was it the the dravanian hinterlands the training dummies there because they could double weave Specifically in that instance, better to practice. I remember that too. Kurthus, Kurthus uh, Western also was okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm sorry. Kurthus Central was okay. What a weird, weird thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what they did. I think they just changed which servers were handling raids and prioritized the newer servers um, when they made that change in Eden's Gate. They just gave. Uh, Raids the priority for the the newer shinier stuff so that they wouldn't lag doing the fight timeline. Doesn't feel like they're doing that even. To me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even after that change, there were still very small differences. I remember mm -hmm. in Leviathan particularly that getting a last GCD 
before a phase end was really tight sometimes, and sometimes it just mm-hmm. wouldn't work. Yeah, I remember that too. Oh, what a time. What a time. Well, Sly, I'm going to let you largely handle uh, taking us through topics here just because I know. See, I love having – my favorite part about Sly on the show is he gets to just listen, and he just knows that at, when it's all said and done, it's just – it's life he doesn't have to worry about. I love it. You're just so much more relaxed. He's like he's like a chaperone. Yeah, I don't. You're, yeah, I don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. Dragoon, dude, Dragoon's always fine. You don't have to worry about it till seven point When this Dragoon show comes around, Sly, you're going to be front and center. I think it does matter for the general health of the game. The happier more people are, the yeah. better it is for everyone. Yeah, I often refer to the job balance and how it affects the rest of the game as, as trickle down game balance, because the yeah. amount of people it actually affects is, is very little because the people who will play at the level that these types of things matter or they even care. But what those people say just disperses across everybody. And that's when you see people who are like, they're like trying to get their first P five clear and they're like locking jobs out of progression, you know? That's that's the kind of shit that you see when once they start. Oh, machinist isn't very good. I guess I won't invite them. That happened with Samurai back in Stormblood. They're like, oh, Samurai. Oh, don't no, doesn't have utility. I don't. They said it doesn't have utility. It's not good. I won't. Yeah, I, I think you you definitely get situations where people are locking jobs. Like it's more relevant now to lock lock in double melee, but previously people were still doing it even though it didn't matter, and I think people were just hanging on to something they heard at some point without really understanding yeah. why they were doing it. You can kind of segue that into something like, I mean, it's kind of a good topic to segue into real quick, because it's like, I mean, the thing is, if you're not bringing double melee, unless you're bringing a black mage spot in, in, like, in, in, I guess in place of that fourth flex job, you're kind of trolling, right? You're almost trolling, because yeah. you're losing almost, you're, I mean, not even, you're losing over a thousand DPS, depending on, like, what you're, like, if you bring double fizz range, like, you know, if you're a good group, sure, that's fine, right? If you, if you can compensate for, like, the, the lack of, of damage, sure, whatever, it's fine. But the thing is, in Party Finder, it's always, like, a gamble. It's a mixed bag. So, like, why set yourself up for failure? It doesn't make any sense. It's the same thing with the 5%. Like, why, why go for 4% and set yourself up for, like, a harder battle when you can just lock in 5%, have a flex roll for whatever roll you want, and then, you know, be fine. But then it's also, like, Man, if I don't lock in double melee, or if I don't lock in like a black mage with like a summoner red mage, it's like, man, I'm lo- we're already losing. Like that's probably actually that's probably worse than than four percent because four percent's not even over a thousand DPS. Whereas like not having a second melee or not having a black mage that's over a thousand DPS just lost, depending on the roll. So it's like, well, guess we're screwed. Sly has. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it, it does upset. Some people, uh, when their job is locked out, but also at the same time, it's your PF. You can do what you want. If you don't want to have to play with a certain job, you don't have to. That's true. Yeah, well, I wasn't referring to like locking out jobs, yeah. right? Like, you, I'm so you can just like, yeah. I'm saying like, you, as long as you, that flex spot though is the, is like the, oh, yeah, like yeah. the biggest issue with the balance. Because like, yeah, you can lock a, like whatever melee, whatever fizz range, whatever caster, right? But if that flex mm-hmm. spot for DPS isn't the specific job, like a melee, or a black mage relative to the other jobs. Cause that, like when you compare DPS roles specifically, you're comparing them into their categories, right? 
except when you're talking about the flex DPS, which is like, that's when you start comparing fizz range to melee, and melee is the caster, the caster is the fizz range, right? Because you're technically competing with everybody in that one spot. And that, yeah, I think that's a like a big gun. issue. Yeah, you want to bring the the highest, like basically just the highest raw damage you can as that last yeah. wild card slot. That's why Samurai, even though like they had the stigma of, of having no utility before, they kind of escaped that because that flex spot being a high DPS job matters more than what else it offers. I suppose it's the same with Black Mage. You know, if they're if they're if they're taking in that flex spot and they're not taking the other spot, they're just they're just good choices no matter what. Whereas Machinist, we're gonna have to fall back on that a little bit too much. This show does not fill that flex spot well at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like imagine having a Machinist. Like, yeah. Yeah, but let's say you have like a like a Dancer Ninja Red Mage comp, right? Yeah. And then your your competition for the fourth DPS is a Machinist versus a Samurai. <laughs> it's like. It's not even like, yeah, like that. The gap is massive at that point. Yeah, that's a very particular. If one. we go back, oh, uh, if we go back um, to past expansions as well, I remember there sort of being a general sentiment of um, jobs like samurai play well in pugs because they just do high damage on their own. Like you don't really need to care about what anyone else is doing. But now it's pretty much all about two minute coordination, and if you don't fit into that, it's even worse. Yeah, at the very least, if you don't benefit drastically from it. You know, Machinist not only doesn't help with it, but they don't benefit from it well enough. So they yeah. can't sit in that spot. So I, I do have a question. You're you're in a much more casual rig. You said you're doing two nights a week last week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys yeah. even remotely discussed any? Has, has anyone, even though your group is going super, super casually and slow, have they discussed any sort of concerns with, Job balance, job, what people are playing. Has is that, is that discussion come up at all, out of curiosity? It's, we actually did have a conversation about it. Um, like, I came in on, like, the blunt end of it, but somebody was thinking about switching. And I want to say, was it Dragon? Yeah, I want to say it was our, our Dark Knight was thinking about switching. That's not a job I would think would switch. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's a very good job right now. <laughs> Unless they were trying to go gunbreaker, yeah, and I was like, trying to swap. And I came in on like the blunt end of the conversation, but I was like, I'm wondering why. And like, it, it just got squashed right before we started raid. But um, as far as like any other like discussions in terms of like, you know, comp or anything like that, no, we've been we've been shelling like a felon. I was curious because, I, like, like I was talking about before, I do feel like what ends up happening is groups that don't really need to be that concerned about it yet, or are just not, just not trying to be like hyper competitive in any way. Um, they mm-hmm. end up making it a concern. Is always something that I end up seeing. I was curious if you had you had been through that at all yet, but no, it doesn't. Because yeah. if a Dark Knight wants to change, that means that actually though. Depending on what that conversation actually was, it could have been they wanted to play warrior or paladin, which is actually a discussion. We already have a warrior. Okay, then it, then the chance the only other two jobs would be gunbreaker or paladin. Because if your dark knight or your gunbreaker wants to change the paladin before you're done with the tier, even a more casual group probably looks at that and goes, "I don't think you want to do that." Right? <laughs> kind of uh, maybe maybe next tier. Maybe next year you can do that. Zaf- That's what I said to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was I was telling the story today when I was talking about the show we were doing. I was like, I mean, Zeph in our kill video for P4S is Paladin enrages that. He doesn't even get excited at any point. He literally, the first words that come out of his mouth after the clear is Paladin enrages that. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, so this is the first expansion since Stormblood where I have not played Paladin two tiers in a row in spite of wanting to. I've, I actually did play Paladin at the start of this tier and then I swapped off because, um, enrage issues. Yeah. Which was pretty much straight down to crit variance in, uh, on Doorboss P8S. And the moment I switched to Gunbreaker, I didn't even know what I was doing really. Um, cause, I saw Yoshi P's statement where he said, oh, we haven't balanced the, the tier for the extra week of gear, and we did, you know, the, the two-minute farm. Uh, sorry, two-hour of tome farm beforehand um, when reset happened. And uh, that was a Freudian slip, by the way. Um, and uh, which I didn't enjoy, by the way, having to get up earlier before raid and just farm the gear. So I, I thought we were set. I thought we'd be fine. And then we hidden in rage, and it's like, well, okay. I, I happened to have enough tokens to buy a gunbreaker weapon from our extreme farm so i'm like okay i'll just i'll pick it up i'll take it in let's see what happens and immediately like i just went in no real knowledge i just started pressing buttons just you know the the fundamentals just keep everything on cooldown didn't really know what i was doing immediate plus 300 <laughs> like just <laughs> right off the bat and and we're just not having enrage issues anymore if we're clean that's not a good feel no, that's not a good feel. Hey, the good news is you got to do ultimate on Paladin. I did, but I've been thinking about that, and I've been thinking if I wasn't playing Paladin, we also probably would have just not hit as many phase enrages. I don't know. I see. Did. I looked back. I I actually wondered about that too. I don't think so. Just looking at what our phase clears look like versus that, this seems to be a very like Savage Prog esque balance issue. Because you, um, when we when we hit enrage, we weren't clean pretty much almost any time. Maybe we make up for a mistake if you're on a different job. Yeah, it, it maybe lets you scrape through a couple of times. Yeah, but I mean, just looking at like our clear time, and it, it was always it was almost always down to mechanics in ultimate. You know, yeah. it, like looking down the first time we ever cleanly got through the entire final phase, when we saw the enrage, we killed it. We never had like a point one enrage wipe or anything like that. So. It's, it is interesting how the discussion does change when you go from what is not the hardest content in the game, but has an actual sort of progression to your power every week that will increase. And thus it's designed with that first week of, of, you know, what you'll have generally, you know, not this tier because we had more than we were supposed to have. Can't imagine if we didn't even have that. Uh, but whereas ultimate or it's expected, you're just everyone's bis. So it feels like it's, it's probably better balanced overall for that kind of ideology it's definitely more mechanics focused over dps and it's also interesting because it's not even really difficult to do mechanics in ultimates when you look at um phase one and phase three so thought and one and th two it's just uptime burst window and then you do a mechanic like that's not even something that's really difficult to do nidhogg sure like keeping up your rotation when you're learning that phase is reasonably difficult and uh so is the the double dragons phase um but outside of that it's it's not too bad i mean obviously final phase is you just need to be clean and not lose your head and you'll you'll probably be okay but um yeah savage is they're, they're tuning it they're, they're definitely tuning it um for gear coming in later they don't want it to be too easy once you start getting gear um, I don't know about that. We're still... at six and seven. <laughs> at least for eight, maybe. Yeah, right. I, I mean, okay. So I, I have various complaints about the fight design this tier, but that's a, that's maybe a different discussion. It might not be. Um, uh, well, 
Oh, where was I now? Um, uh, you're talking about how uh, in Ultimate, how <laughs> the, the fight design is perfectly like fine. Like you just you only burst at, and then you, you burst do mechanics. Oh yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it, it seems like they it, the DPS checks are definitely very relaxed because I think Ultimates are all about just getting through the mechanics. Um, which makes me wonder what Savage is supposed to be, if not the same thing, just slightly easier mechanics. Mama, anything, anything to say in regards to that? The ultimate Savage differences? Mm, I mean, Savages have always been very akin to Ultimates, right? Like, in terms of mechanics, at least. I think the big thing that, at least week one, Savage has always been is the DPS check, right? DPS check, I mean, even when we talk about Ultimates, it's like, oh, you know, the Ultimate's never gonna have a hard, as hard as a DPS check as a week one Savage Clear. You know, and that's pretty much been true. Also, maybe going to Bahamut or something. That was like less, that was more like a job slash game bounce thing than an actual DPS check. But it's like, hmm. Uh, I don't really know how to, like, so when you think of like these fights, right, like kind of like how Zeph was talking about how the, the bursts and DSR, they, they weren't really like, super hard to execute because they were like it was like burst no mechanics you know downtime burst no mechanic or burst do mechanics sorry then downtime burst then another mechanic there's really no point in the fights where you had to execute burst during actual like mechanical uptime which is like generally what people consider hard to do right that's where the challenge comes in like when you think of Eden's promise you're bursting during Shiva you're bursting during lines if you're bursting on cooldown, right? You're bursting during Titan. Um, you have these bursts during high high intensity mechanics that create a challenge of they they create a challenge of man. Should we opt to hold this burst? Kind of like Penax, right? I know I know groups uh, uh, talked about holding burst for Penax, um, especially especially because that you know that fight had like less of a damage check than this one, so it's like but we could compensate maybe. Playing a little bit suboptimal, holding burst, and just, you know, making it easier for ourselves to so not risk wiping. Um, those are the, like, I think those are the decisions that make fights good. I think the issue with this tier, specifically the door boss, the one with the hardest DPS check, is the fact that every single burst was pretty easy to do. There was no thought decision outside, hey, do we want to delay burst? Like, if we get um, car first, do we want to delay burst? Very slightly, or just use, you know, twos earlier on the opener, or burst earlier on the opener, so we can just use on cooldown. You know, it's like, that was like your hardest decision, which really wasn't even much of a challenge to think about, because it's just like, oh, you know, we're just pressing this button at a later time, rather than, like, oh, okay, how do we optimize this to be effective while doing X mechanic, right? It, it, it wasn't really uh, a consideration, I guess. Um, and that goes the same for like the, the final fight as well, the part two. I mean, it was like burst mechanics, um, you know, burst right after, uh, yeah. burst high concept. Like there wasn't really any, I guess natural alignment burst no, was probably I, I, most I interesting. Have, I have but... a question. What about which camp? Cause I know which is more optimal, but I want to know which camp you're in. Two mm. minutes during Dominion one or waiting for twos and doing them at the start of phase two. I know that doing it during Dominion is technically more optimal of the timing in terms of mm -hmm. overall buff, but boy, does it fucking suck. 
Yeah, I think it depends on your group, to be honest. Like if you have a gun breaker, it's like, no, they're not going to not double down right before you go down. Yeah, <laughs> like if you say. have Ninja, Summoner, Gunbreaker, like there's there's any, any basically any heavy 60-second job, like you're going to want to just hold, right? I think it was um, workable, though, at least in the case of Gunbreaker, if you use double down. Like, I, w- I think, because I was on Gunbreaker, I, I held two cartridges at the end uh, before. like So I would basically save a cartridge in my one-minute burst before High Concept 2 so that I had an extra one. So I had two um, before Ego Death, and we were, I would pre-use my ones, double down immediately, and then that double down could catch the tail end of the one-minute buffs afterwards. So it, I think it was still workable. Uh, and then you get an extra one before the fight ends. But that only really works if, you know, your your buff window is like 20 seconds long. Yeah, no mercy. Yeah, yeah, the super, yeah. super long one. Yeah, it's because I've been like, I'm always like, hmm, healers DPSing at the start versus DPSing during Dominion during twos. I was like, I, I was really wondering if, if what the math was on how much the healers contributed during the start of that phase and holding twos for the start of that phase mm. versus how much they'll do during back-to-back AOE bleed dominion, running around, positioning, say, healing for the next uh, AOE plus the bleeds that are coming after. Uh, I think, I mean, it's. I think regardless, because, I mean, the thing is, even when you burst at the start, there's still healing you have to do because the, there's, like, a bleed, and then you have to, like, top the party and... Healing between the, the Dominion hits, right? So it's like, you still have to do that during the burst for the most part. Um, and I think, uh, uh, probably, I mean, maybe you do like cast like an extra GCD or something during burst if you hold it, but I think that's still better for alignment purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted another perspective because I fucking hate doing twos during Dominion. I yeah, I mean, it definitely is, uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely harder to execute. Yeah. And if your team isn't like, your team doesn't know what they're doing, right? Then that's the kind of shit where easier. you forget your pot. Like the, pot two minutes during Dominion, you have to pot like ten seconds. But like you have to pot at the start of the Dominion cast because yeah. the game is does not operate well enough for me to do all of that. I've, I've I think twice in a row I ended up pot, I pressed my pot. I tried to pot like when my normal pot would be in the opener, and it didn't go. And I'm just like I fucking can't bother with this right now. In the middle of everything, it annoys the shit out of me. All right, I just wanted to hear specifically about that. But that is it's it's, it's interesting cuz it 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 sounds almost like ultimate is designed with the concept of how two minutes are supposed to be designed. You can come together and do your two minutes and then do mechanics separate. Like that's that sounds like an intended design for the way the game is made right now. Because as soon as you throw a wrench in that, jobs are not built to delay twos. I think is probably my biggest complaint about the two-minute thing. If you are a bard and someone says you're holding twos for 30 seconds, your options there are all shit. Because one is... I have a question yes. about that. Yes. Um, so the... What is it? Radiant Finale? Is that the one where it's sort of variable depending on how many stacks you have? Yeah, but you'll always have three. Realistically, you'll yeah, always but have three. Yeah, but before they changed it, because it's, it's standardized oh, yeah, now, right? This, but yeah, we had this discussion. So yeah. there, used to, there used to be the possibility, right, of using it for different amounts of value. Yes. Because the last stack was diminishing returns. You'd only get an extra 1% versus 2. Correct. How do you think that would have played out if that wasn't changed? I don't know that it would have played out that much. So I think it would play out if we weren't 
fully designed around two minutes like we are. Like, if I were to put Radiant Finale in Shadowbringers, that has value. You know, you could 100% work that into making more sense. But with the way it is now, where you're going to be on the twos anyway, all it does is it it acts as, like, a, a downtime insurance. Like, you would feel okay maybe skipping a song. Because the difference is only 1%. Like, if there's just no way for you to get a song, okay. it's going to cause really weird alignment. Um, that's that's probably be the one benefit I would see to it. But instead, we have what we have with Thornton, where I'll ballad before he jumps, and then the ballad's gone by the time he comes back, and I'm just going into the next song just because I can't afford to not do that. And then if, the, I've, if that's delayed or I miss that at any point, the rest of the fight, that Radiant Finale is in such a weird spot. In terms of like where my songs are gonna land during different uptime phases, so uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm, I'm feeling about that. But like, if you're gonna delay 30 seconds on Bard, your choices are eat 30 seconds of of your uh, Wanderers, and then the tail end of your burst has to be during Ballad, which sucks, or you have to delay Wanderers the whole time, and then that's just downtime on your. Utility, because all your songs are da- either damage directed or crit rate, depending on which one. And Wanderers is damage. It's just damage for being in Wanderers for the whole team. And imagine just not doing that for 30 seconds because you want your burst to align yep. normally. That's, you're never going to do that. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, boy, <laughs> it's something. And then the rest of your bursts would have to line up if you do. The other way, the former, where it's close to the tail end of Ballad, now all your bursts are on the tail end of Ballad. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, Ultimate's like, sure. It, it, it's actually really funny because uh, Ultimate actually outlined a lot of job balance issues, but I think people brush it off because it's, like, Ultimate, right? People didn't take it seriously. It's like, oh, it's Ultimate, you know, some jobs are favored in Ultimate, which is true, but it's like... These job balance issues that, you know, were in Ultimate also extended into Savage. Because there, are, the issue, I think, when it comes to Savage is that in the long run, utility doesn't really matter, uh, for the most part. Cause the thing is, it's really hard for fights in general to be designed to utilize your full toolkit. Cause they just aren't. Um, now, in terms of busters, that was kind of changed a little bit. Like, obviously, you know, they're, they're more so designed for healer tools, right? You know, like Aqua Veil, Exaltation, really strong, because not only did it add mitigation, but Exaltation also adds a heal. Um, but the issue is that, I mean, as long as you're, you know, healing in general or have a specific healer comp, like, for example, Sage White Mage, you could probably just ignore Aqua Veil and Haima altogether and still probably never have to GCD heal a tank single target-wise. You know, it's, it really just depends on your healer comp more Unless than Unless they're a Paladin, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's totally comp dependent, right? But it's like, yeah. for the most part, utility doesn't matter. Um, and it just becomes a damage race, which is, I think, a pretty big issue. And in ultimate, it's like, well, okay, ultimate favors, it, ultimate is like, or ultimate is like a, the opposite of savage, where it's like, it's not a damage race. I mean, it is to an extent. Um, because unless like you're an insanely good group, i.e. like the, for example, Neverland, they ran Paladin, right? There is like no fucking shot like your average group run a paladin because uh, one mistake just pretty much meant you would wipe the DPS check, right? So you had to be an yep. extremely consistent group That's to be enough. to warrant running paladin. 
Which is, wait, what? I said, sorry, Seth. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I think you're fine, right? Like, like groups like, you know, hardcore groups are fine. Like, I'm talking like your average group. Oh, group. yeah, you mean. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like bringing certain jobs is just so detrimental to your prog that, it, like, thankfully they buffed it, right? Because, like, now I think Paladin's, like, a general consideration for, like, most groups now for Ultimate. And, honestly, probably a really strong pick. Depending on, you know, the, the fight design, if they do like heavy AOE damage again. But like in, in DSR is like, you know, how could you like unironically like recommend Paladin to a group for prog? It's like one mistake and you're, you're done, right? Like, oop, failed the Nidhogg DPS check because, you know, we had one death or a damage down, you know, it's like, yeah, like situations like that is pretty bad. And like people ignore those issues, right? They focus solely on the utility and completely ignored the issues of like, Machinist damage and, and, uh, I guess the Reaper downtime issues and Paladin damage. Uh, I mean, it's just an extended part, I guess, of the issues going into Savage. You know what's funny, Zeph? I think yeah. we harped on Ranged Fizz a lot more than we harped on Paladin in our prog, given the fight design. Um, because I, because Dark Knight being what it was, I mean, it wasn't uncommon for in in the first couple of phases for them to be competitive with with ranged fizz. In fact, in most groups, I think it was pretty standard for your Dark Knight to out DPS your fizz range during Thornton, especially. I think perhaps Paladin flew under the radar, particularly because the ultimate was actually a very heavy mitigation oriented fight, where that plus one from Paladin did actually make things a little more relaxed on our healers, where it's just like, oh, we have. We have passage here. Um, that makes things easy. So it's like, okay. It's but, really funny uh, because when I suffer you guys, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I was like so confused with my toolkit because you had so many, so many mitigation tools that I just wasn't used to. And like, it just felt like I wasn't, I didn't have to utilize too much at all. Like, I just felt like some of my tools were wasted as a scholar. Yeah. So the, the question becomes, is that extra comfort for the healers worth a loss in damage? Which, it was nice to have in Ultimate. In Savage, it really isn't generally necessary. Like, usually, healers are pretty much OP relative to the Savage. Like, they have so much they can do that you don't really need it. Like, what's a, the odd GCD heal if you have to in a Savage fight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I love, I love the way that Paladin is designed conceptually. I love when they moved it to being this, like, quasi-mage almost, you know, having the extra healing utilities and having the spell casting phase and all the uptime. But it really hasn't worked. <laughs> it really hasn't worked no, out like with Walker design. There there have been situations where I've gone, oh, if I wasn't a paladin, we'd probably just wipe there. But with the the way that the prog went, like I might have accelerated prog on the first three fights where damage didn't matter and then just lost a day pretty much, on the, the door boss before I made the switch. If you if you were watching the race, um, I think you would have seen a lot of groups. Like, it prog kind of went, like, everyone sees a, um, a phase two, and then they run out the timer, and then it's just back to door boss optimization, trying to get through that DPS check, where I think if you had a meta comp, you would have saved yourself a whole lot of time. More than you would have saved on the by having extra utility that saves a couple of runs on the first three fights. And it just makes me wonder if they're going to have to reevaluate the way that they balance Savage. Because 
every expansion we always have job changes or job imbalances that fly under the radar a little bit. Like even yeah. even when the game is well balanced, it just happens. And sometimes they don't fly under the radar and they just get ignored the whole expansion. But that's a, that's another topic, I suppose. Um, and in in the case of this, this just that didn't allow that. This didn't allow anything to fly under the radar because Asphodelus let things fly under the radar. Like yeah, I, I think a lot of groups did switch off Paladin. And Zeph, I don't think you were the only one that moved away from Paladin for for week. It was on. really bad back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, I mean, Bard was also just a monster, also, and at yeah. the start of this year, like mm-hmm. I remember week one, there was like one dancer kill, and like the rest were just all Bard. And now dancer is like early, early week one. Stupid dancer. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's insane how much it turned around. I mean, it helps that of all the jobs that benefited from the direct crit change, dancer literally has a giant twenty five percent direct crit buff. And yep. a skill that auto direct crits, and they have a damage buff that's always on themselves, and then that will always line up with the one they have on the team plus what everybody else. Like it's, it became insane so very quick for Dancer that I, I don't know how it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of um, direct crits, might be able to get a couple of good points about that because. Um, oh yeah, we were going to get in- to that. Yeah, in, in my mm-hmm. second static, I'm playing Warrior. It's the, the only tank I have leveled on the character in that static. So I've been playing that. And since the direct crit change, it's actually made a world of difference to my brain activity playing the job. Cause it used to just be like, you know, I'll, I'll just chill for two minutes. Actually, I'll chill the entire fight. Like whatever <laughs> anyone else is doing doesn't really matter. Um, but now it's, it actually does make a difference. Cause oh, all of a sudden I need to actually hold my, you know, my infuriate because I'm going to benefit if I can squeeze the, the two uses into the, the two-minute buff window. And it reminds me of a conversation I had um, with a friend from that static uh, long ago. This was before Ninja got changed, um, so Mug became the, the their raid buff. I think it was literally the day before or one or two days before I was having a conversation with this friend. And, I was, and we were just talking about, oh... Having a ninja in the party just makes things so much more interesting because you have it, it keeps you engaged every minute because you have something to do, something to optimize around. Um, and it was it felt like a slap in the face because it was like one to two days later and they changed it. They just took it away and made it two minutes and and now every single job is kind of like what Warrior was, where you're just chilling for two minutes. You don't really have to think about a lot of stuff. Like you you kind of start prepping for the two minute window. On certain jobs, like you start pulling one minute in advance, but compare that to before when you had trick attack every minute, where you're pretty much always prepping, you're always thinking about something. And I think that leads into the idea of comfort in fights that Momo brought up earlier, where there there did used to actually be some requirement to optimize every minute, um, even if there was a mechanic going on, like, oh, trick attack is up, oh, it's kind of difficult to optimize around, I might not play this trick window perfectly. At the same time, you only lose 10%, so it's not the end of the world, but it is something extra that you can bring. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's a bit of a higher skill ceiling that just differentiates someone that is comfortable doing damage during a mechanic and someone that isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the big part of the conversation too is, is th- it's not just two minutes. It's the lack of every other option we had before. Yeah. It was a big, big deal. 
because I think Zeph outlined it in his post, but it's like when your only option is to do X timeline, because I mean, a hundred percent, hundred ten, three hundred percent. SC never balanced for buff stacking back in Shadowbringers. They just assumed that you would use every tool on cooldown. Because when you, like, the thing is, when you, when you did that, the DPS check actually seemed balanced. But when you had, like, a really good team who knew how to buff stack properly, and you had, like, sync, like, twos and threes and nineties with twos and et cetera, et cetera, the gap between the DPS check, it, it you know, it becomes a joke. As a really insane team. But this time, it's like, as a really insane team, it's like, you know, it was still really close, you know, for, for some groups. So it's like, there's only one timeline and SC balances for that one timeline. And if you can't adapt, then it's just like, you know, survival of the fittest almost. Yeah. I'm, I miss probably the, the oh, most sorry. common opposition to, to what I said about, um, two minute standardization. Like, obviously I'm in the camp of, I, I prefer, desynced raid buffs by default that mm-hmm. come together every so often. Um, uh, probably the most common sentiment against that was, oh, if everything being on two minutes makes it feel good, like I can actually coordinate with my team. It's easier to do now. To which I say, turn off your HUD and just play the game. And what's going to be the result? It's just going to work anyway. Like you're not actually mm-hmm. really playing around your team. You're just pressing your buttons. The two minute syncing just happens by default. You don't, you don't actually have to care about what anyone else is doing. And so what Momo said, if you did the exact same thing in Shadowbringers, turned off your HUD or just turn off your party list and your buffs, like you just don't care and you just play your game, you will have those synchronized buffs at six minutes and 12 if the fight is long enough. So zero, six and 12. And it will feel like a balanced DPS check. But then if you turn on your HUD and you try to coordinate, all of a sudden you can actually make things easier for yourselves. So in comparing the two, there's really no functional difference to what you're doing. You're just pressing cooldown, uh, pressing buffs on cooldown. But with how it was in the past, you actually had the added option of doing something rather than just being at the mercy of how the game was designed. Mm. Nope. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really uh, unfortunate, too, because, I mean, a lot of the fun, especially in Prague, came from min-maxing buff timelines, like uh, in Shiva, you know, getting extra 3 slash 90 before adds and getting an extra 90 at the fight, into the fight because you did it on cooldown, things like that. I mean, it really showed a skill barrier or a skill ceiling uh, in terms of, like, I guess, groups, group skill. Um... Uh, there's something else I want to touch upon too, based on these buffs. I can't remember. Quick question, but <clears throat> but quick. Uh, and well, I'm gonna take devil's advocate. Um, yeah. So it's uh, like you you just press shit on cooldown, and mm-hmm. and you know everything pretty much lines up. No HUD, no no HUD needed, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Let's say things go wrong. Let's say things go wrong in, in, in the form of, well, you fucking die. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, terrible. yeah, that's, that's going pretty wrong, Sly. That's <laughs> going pretty wrong. Between, between the, between the old, the older school of thought and the two minute school of thought, which was easier to kind of recover from? Old, old, big old. time, old. Yeah. 
the, yeah, it's, it's totally now different. if you die and you desync, like a, I died mm-hmm. yesterday, literally on on Gunbreaker or the day before, and it's just like, well, yeah. my my buffs were coming up just before I died, and I I sort of came alive halfway through the buff window. And now I'm just desync for the rest of the fight, and there's literally nothing I yep. can do about it. It is extremely punishing. Um, so this—that's a good that. point. That's a really yeah, good I just point. I wanted to confirm um, that because, like, yeah, it uh, feels like if you die, you just you're just fucked. Just start over. You don't even want to continue the run. Yeah. You just, a a lot of people. Yeah, I just want to flip back out into in, into like the death wall, just to just like, can we just not do this? <laughs> yeah, this is not a lot fun. of people. No. A lot of people have said that this whole conversation only really matters for like the top one or five percent, like the hardcore raiders. But the reality is, it is extremely punishing if you mess up now, and your average pug or your average static is messing up all the time. And like, even if someone just gets overwhelmed by a mechanic and they they forget to press chain on cooldown, it's like five GCDs later. It's like, well, you're just done for the rest of the fight. The entire team is suffering for the next I don't know six minutes because you you messed up too. Two to four minutes in, and it's just like, well, this DPS check just became really hard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to play, I guess, double advocate too. I mean, this thing existed in Shadowbringers as well. It's like dying in Shadowbringers, sure, you could technically, theoretically, hypothetically sync up with old raid buffs, right? Or, or other raid buffs, like let's say you died as Dragoon, boom, your 90s lost. Okay, well, now you can sync your 90 to the Dragon Sight. It's fine. However, it also puts you in a position where maybe, potentially, you would also lose a usage if you did hold just try to sync back up and then now you're at a weird crossroads where it's like man do i sync my buffs back up with the team and then off for like a losing usage or do i get another usage by using on cooldown even though i died so it's like it was always like really weird um however i do agree that's definitely more punishing now yeah i just think about what i like to say is prior to endwalker the game had 30 second windows where you usually had some, and it's, technically we still kind of have that now. It's just two minutes is where all the big stuff. Every 30 seconds, something for someone is coming up. It could be an OGCD. It could be a 90 second that's just coming up because, you know, it's 30 seconds. Later. It could be a one minute, two minute, three minute. It didn't matter. So if you needed to resync with something, you just needed to find out, figure what was in the next 30 second window, and then sync up with that. At the very least, make sure that your 30 second ones lined up with that instead of just using them as soon as you got up. And you could you could weigh those different options, but now you literally can do nothing but cry, as most jobs. I think there are a couple of jobs that I think supersede that problem. I think monk is one of the few jobs where you can probably hop back in and do monk? okay. Yeah, depending really good. on when though. If you die right during the two, you I mean holding brotherhood for two is just not going to happen. You know. Yeah. It's but. It- <laughs> just worse just harder it's That's kind of funny you bring that up because um not much specifically yeah. but uh there are there's there's some weird instances where uh like some jobs for example i think gunbreaker summoner might be two of the best jobs for this i think maybe well yeah i think gunbreaker summoner but because gunbreaker and summoner are like really heavy i guess emphasis uh 60-second burst jobs, right? Like Phoenix, Bahamut, like intertwining, or intertwining every 60, and then Gunbreaker just has a huge burst every 60. Kind of th- those, the fights that end right before a two-minute window kind of like favor those two jobs, right? Um, which is really nice to have, but it's like, it's, it's almost reminiscent of, of old Shadowbringers where it's like, oh man, you know, well, I guess we're losing a two-minute time to bring a 
three-minute job because, you know, uh, these two-minute jobs are now at a disadvantage. Or, okay, now we're killing uh, before a 90 window, so, hey, I mean, either you can opt to bring a different job who didn't lose the usage of 90s, or now you can sync those 90s up with uh, twos and threes, and boom, you know, it's... it's you had options, Happy go Mary, yeah. Um, man, that's... Sucks. It sucks. It sucks I, not having options. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think the big takeaway, big takeaway from that is, like you said, it's bring another job or, um, sync buffs up. Now it's just bring another job. So you, you don't actually have the ability to make up for suboptimal party comps like you do yeah. now. But yeah. It's just, it's also this thing is like, <laughs> there's really no pros and cons of each job, right? The pros and cons of each job now are utility. Cause the thing is, it's like, Every job plays the same, right? The only jobs that don't play the same, like I said, are Black Mage Paladin probably at the moment. Everything else, I mean, you're literally just a two-minute funnel. Um, maybe Bar to an extent with their songs. But, um, yeah, like I'll say those, those three jobs, I would say everything is just like, a, hey, we're doing first at twos, figure out how to do it, and, you know, we'll go from, we'll go from there. And at that point, it just becomes, hey, who does the most damage in this game, you know? That's like, how do you separate? How do you separate a job when the the meta of the game or the game design currently is in a, in a position where it is where it is now? You know, uh, you don't like, think you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, because the, what they're what they're doing is anything that's sticking out. Like with Paladin, they're now looking at trying to shove it back into into line with everything else, mm-hmm. which uh, I think is also a a problem when you just ignore balance entirely and you just look at gameplay itself. Like back in, in Stormblood, um, I challenged myself to try and play every single job in the game. And every new one that I was learning felt like a completely different game. Like it, it was really challenging. I'd go into a fight, I didn't know the timings, didn't know what I was doing. It was really difficult. But when you pick up a new job now, it's kind of like, oh, I'll just, I'll just roll my GCDs and I just have to make sure I burst the two minutes. Like there's, there's not really that much variance. It's it's all kind of like everything has their own visual flair and like a, a unique nuance to their rotations. But for the most part, the the gameplay itself I feel is a lot less varied. So I think that's also an issue, even just outside of balance, is just that there's less less variance in how you 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 can even play the game. Like it's kind of like oh, just play play whatever, just press buttons. It doesn't really make a difference. Yep. So the thing is, we've known we've known about this sort of homogenization since what the uh, media tour. Then they tell us at the media tour that like everything was going to line up in like two minute windows and everything. Was that the exact mm-hmm. time? Yeah, like, I and mean, it was the live it was the live letter before the media tour when they first announced the expansion. Yeah. Okay. My question is. Because, like, it really, I don't think we, well, we never really had this conversation in, um, Asphodelus. Yet we're getting to this conversation now. Where, if anything, where were the early signs that this wasn't, this wasn't going to work out? 
I know. I could speak to that. I know. Exactly. I could also speak yeah, I to can that. Too. Um, you know when I knew <laughs> okay. it wouldn't work out? When they tried to put any yeah. amount of 90 second cooldowns into the media tour build and didn't make any fucking sense. Right in that moment, we knew, I, I knew it was a problem right then. Cause it was like, wait, if you're going to yeah, design so. around 60s and 120s, but you still have 90s in here. Now the 90s don't make any fucking sense. Also, the 90s don't do anything. So <laughs> they moved ley lines, but they kept riddle of wind. It was like, as soon as they were willing to move ley lines, they should have been willing to, yeah. riddle of win. But the problem is it showed just how much it didn't work in just the, yeah, that simple execution. It's interesting because uh, Leyline specifically, I wrote a tweet about this one because Yoshi P himself justified why it was still on 90 in the media tour. I can't remember who asked him. Like, it was one of the interviews, but someone's like, oh, why is it still 90s when everything... Oh, it was you. Literally you. Okay. Um, <laughs> now you know I watch your content. <laughs> um, so, I don't know it's me. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't remember because I, I looked at a lot of stuff. But it was interesting because the, the answers he gave were, oh, if we put it to 60 minutes, all of a sudden it feels like black majors are just stuck in one place way too often. If we make it two minutes, black majors are again stuck in one place because they really don't want to leave where they're standing when ley lines is only every two Two minutes, so we feel that 90 seconds is a reasonable balance. But then the game comes out, we get the patch notes, and it's like, oh, Black Mage, uh, Ley Lines is going to be two minutes now. So I feel like it just flew in the face of the justification that Yoshi P gave us. Which I yeah. guess, like like Happy said, is just it, it showed that it wasn't going to work. But even then, I still think Ley Lines would have been nicer on 90s personally, because it, it gives that extra bit of flexibility. If you talk to any black major, like, oh, if I have to drift ley lines, I just, a, a use is gone. Like, if I can't put it down in this instant, it's just gone, or I'm getting half value. Um, yeah, like, like literally the second they, it's funny, because, like, you bring it up, it's, like, literally the second they announced it on stream, if I still have the VOD, like, I literally groaned, and I said this is going to be a bad idea. Because, like, it, like, to anybody who optimizes the game at, like, a high level, it's, like, almost instantaneous to, like, a, like a, you know, not both fingers, like, oh shit, you know, the game is heading into a different direction, and you're, you're, at that point, it's like homogenization, right? And it's really weird because, um, some 90s in this game are actually good 90s, right? Like, for example, I think Bloodfest was a pretty good 90. I think Leylines was a really good 90. Um, Boonshin's a good 90, right? There's some 90s that you actually like having to be 90s because they increase flexibility, right? The issue is like, cause the thing is, is like, when you talk about a 90, for the most part, a 90 is a two minute until you lose the usage, right? You try to sync it over the twos as much as possible until you lose that usage, right? Well, now it's like, now that, uh, these 90s become twos, you lose pretty much all flexibility of trying to adapt to any kind of scenario, right? You're just forced into like one thing, right? You gotta use ley lines on cooldown. You gotta use bloodfest on cooldown now. Like, I mean, eventually probably they're gonna, they might even change boost in the two minutes, right? Like, you know, uh, who knows? I think the only bad 90s were like Delirium or IR where like it was more damage focus. And like Blood Flesh, sure, it's like damage focus, but like I'm talking about like, like true damage, right? Like, um, like Blood for Blood, IR, um, Delirium. Like yeah. those 90s, I think were pretty good changes to change to the 60 or two, depending on the situation. Um, I, but for I the think, most part, I think, sorry to cut that off, but I think that an example of what would make Blood Fest a bad 90 is if you needed to Blood Fest to use Double Down, but you don't. So yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't impact that exact skill, so it lets it be flexible more so. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you just you, like the the two minute the nineties that gave you flexibility that turned into twos. I think were really annoying changes. But I think nineties that were changed in the sixties 
or twos, depending on the, like Brotherhood, for example. Like Brotherhood's a really good example of a 90, that should be a two. Because like, you know, using Brotherhood as like a 90 is like, uh, it always felt really bad back in Shadowbringers, right? Because your riddle was, uh, 60 and, uh, that was, I don't remember. I didn't really play too much in Shadowbringers, oh, no, but uh, yeah, I think riddle was 60. Um, and Brotherhood was 90. So like, it was always like desynced, right? Until it wasn't, but it was like, like things like that. Like that's, that's really annoying. Uh, that's but good actually though, then if you 90. think about it, what ends up happening with that is if there's a bad, if there's a bad time for sixties, you roll your sixties into your nineties now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even, even that, the worst case scenario that you just presented, which would feel bad, had the same benefit as the nineties rolling into the twos pretty much, which is what I mean about yeah. those 30 second windows always being kind of like your option for flexibility. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing uh, what's being said in chat as well, which is in line with something I wanted to bring up, um, where they're talking about 110s or uh, 55 <laughs> so second cooldowns stupid. as well for, for flexibility. If you look at Summoner in Shadowbringers with Dreadworm Trance being on, was it Dreadworm Trance? I, I think it was, on the on 55. So it, it gives you that flexibility, like, oh, if you, it, you can kind of use it earlier to account for drift later, but the reality was if a fight is long enough, you actually just press it strictly on cooldown because over time you'll gain a, a full extra use. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there's definitely a balancing act to be had there where if the impact of it is so strong used on its own that you're just going to end up desyncing just for the extra use anyway. You know, it's a, another thing that I think we've lost a lot just because of specifically the way our two final tier bosses are designed um, not having a long, uh, an encounter that's just designed to be at that, like, 12 to 14 minute mark, also, combined with the Shadowbringers Lost, just loses a lot of interesting decision making, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that the brings up. The... Oh, you, you go first. I was just gonna say, the longer the fight, the better the balance, because the thing is, it kind of goes back to, like, I mean, any kind of short fight in the game, but the shorter the fight is, the more your, the more RNG is going to affect your, that's you know, what I was overall gonna say. Yeah, crit check. balance, basically. The crit variance will average out over time, but if, if you just, if it's an eight minute fight and you're doing, so you're doing five two minute bursts, um, because you, you start with one, you're just flipping a coin five times basically versus a longer fight where you're flipping it seven, eight times, for example, and you're allowing yourself to have some bad burst. If it's only five coin flips, you have a much higher chance of just being unlucky. Just straight up unlucky and just not beating in rage through no fault of your own. Not to mention Phoenix. <laughs> Which is even amplified. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the last yeah, fight the, you So that actually counts as a... Uh, six. Yeah, it counts as a it's six. Effectively, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's two at once. It's it's doing two at once. Yeah, it's two at once. It's, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's the equivalent of if you're unlucky in that two-minute window, you are unlucky for two of them. Yes. If you're lucky for it, you're lucky for two. So it's like adding an extreme to the, the level of RNG. A bigger quarter that you're flipping. Yep. Yep. Sorry, that's a that's a U.S. coin. I don't know what the quarter. Thanks, man, it makes is. it kind of weird how um, they keep designing fights. Like, I mean, yeah, I wonder how they got the ideology of a two eight minute fight instead of like one six to seven minute fight and one ten minute fight at the very end, or a four minute fight and a twelve minute fight. Yeah, oh. I, I find it kind of weird that the door boss makes a better final fight, I think, than the, the second one. Personally, mechanically, I find it to be more demanding. Um, well, I think they they, but, they I, I think they still follow the ideology, right? Like, even though, like, technically the second part's like a reset of sorts, I still think they follow the ideology of, let's make the first part harder, 
And the second part, hard still. Oh, yeah. Now it's like a reset and you can like do the hard mechanic yeah. at the start. But I don't think Usually they, ever, they front load. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually make the second part harder. Well, actually, I mean, to be fair though, I mean, advanced relativity during blind prog was, I was probably like the hardest mechanic of the tier to actually solve. It was, but I'd rather versus. do that a million times more than lions on any given pull. Oh, yeah, so I'm saying, like, lions, I mean, lions was brutal to execute, but, like, I don't, I feel like figuring out lions was pretty easy for, like, most groups, because you would yeah. just point them out, right? If you was played it, like, it safe, it was easy, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, that was, like, more of an execution check, whereas, like, advanced relativity is, like, execution-wise, eh, it's, like, maybe up there, depending on your strap, but if you did TPS, it was, like, um... But, like, figuring out that mechanic was, that was where, like, the true difficulty came in. Yeah, which is the same. I mean, that's the same with high concept here. Figuring out making the Phoenix is not, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that's not, that's yeah. not very explicitly explained mm -hmm. like you, that, that, it's another case where kind of knowing the lore helps, but just you eventually hit a wall and you're like, so clearly we need to do something with high concept here that we're not already yep. doing. So you, then you just have to sit there and explore every option and you have no choice to just put, throw pulls at it. But every person who figure who does it later doesn't have to figure that out. It's the uwu problem. Yeah, it's it, all of the interesting prog happened by the world progers. Yeah, and now that we're in, we're on farm and re-clearing. I just think the high concepts are a snooze fest. Like fifty percent yeah. of the time, you just stand there doing nothing, and I, I don't like that as a mechanic design. <laughs> Somebody asked me today, "What's the? Hey, I'm about to start phase two. What's the hardest part?" And they said, "Sting wake." <laughs> I mean, it, it's really weird because like that fight could have been insanely good if it had a if it was full up time, but they decided yeah, to. Yeah, I know. Uh, like people say, time. yeah, people say that high concept is basically Hello World, but Hello World is way better because you could move the boss and you could hit the boss. Whereas this one, like, imagine doing Hello World where you, there's no uptime. Everyone will just go and stand in their spot, and then you are actually just chilling, waiting mm -hmm. for your defamations to go off. It's a very different mechanic when you remove uptime. Yeah, we had that nope. discussion a little bit last week because I said my favorite ultimate mechanic is the ultimate annihilation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I that's my favorite mechanic out of Uwu as well. It's, it's also favorite. the wall, I think. One of my favorite wall. ultimates. Yeah, that's. I think Nidstinian is my winner for like overall phases, but for a single mechanic, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, that's ultimate annihilation. And well, it's kind of. And when I think about it, it's more than just annihilation because before annihilation, you have uptime and it's a mechanic happening, like the back half of predation. Is technically yeah. something, and then all the way through to annihilation until you get to suppression. That entire sequence is, you know, the boss disappears for a second, you know, each time. That's yeah. About it. <sighs> but either way, job balance, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. I is, mean, fight balance does play into it. Yeah, though. that's what I was just gonna say. It's like the the way these fights are designed really just exemplify the job balance issues because those again the fight length exacerbates a lot of issues with the design. And I think if we had a Titan and a Shiva, we'd probably be having this discussion on a much less urgent basis, because we'd probably still be acknowledging a lot of these problems, but not to the degree that comes with the double eight-minute encounter that we got with such a strict check. Yeah. And oh. and double coin flips, I guess. <laughs> Put it that way. Going back to uh, Sly's question about, like, what were the signs? Like, how early could you see this? Another thing is... Um, the signs were there, even back in Shadowbringers, like, bringing into question crit variants. Like, the, when it comes to a fight in Rage, that's something that, that's a bar that the devs have set for us. But when you go into speedrunning, you set your own bar. Like, you're, you're effectively setting your own in Rage of, like, whatever the fastest kill time is. 
that's your enrage. Um, and when you start playing to that level, that's where the same problems, even back in Shadowbringers, started to come into play of, oh, it's it's just down to crit fishing now. And that's kind of how it is now. Yeah. Um, but it's the... It, it hits everyone when a DPS check is hard, but if it's... So what they did with uh, P8S is it was hard for the, the highest level players, but they nerfed it. So now it's just that goes down. Like That's now the problem of the people that were 3% behind on their, their level of execution. So now they're dealing with, oh, we're playing as well as we can, which, sure, it might not be perfectly optimal, but they're, they're doing what they can. But now it's just, oh, sometimes we clear, sometimes we don't. It's just based on RNG. Yeah, I feel like at least with speed killing, you knew what you signed up for. Like you understood everything. When yeah, the game. You yeah, understood you did. You signed up for crit variants. Now, no, now nobody's signing up for it. They're just being put yep. in that position. But it, it also did reveal that the direction that the game was going on. Like I've even back in Shadowbringers, Momo knows this. I've been very outspoken against high potency abilities yeah, and just how powerful crit is. Dancer. Yeah, because it, it's it's just silly how much damage you can get if you're lucky on, on a high-potency ability. <laughs> if you're lucky. That's, uh, nothing like going from a 40k technical step to a 120k technical step. And how many times mm -hmm. you roll that dice per fight is depressing. Yep. Kyosho on Ninja, that's a nice dice roll right there. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Even on, even on like, DPS jobs, if you're on White Mage and you don't crit your, your misery, ugh. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it helps that it's DPS neutral now, technically, but... Yeah, I mean, even then, it's, like, technically... I mean, it's it's technically DPS neutral if you're looking at potency, but if you happen to get lucky on it, it's actually During positive. Twos, yeah. During yeah, twos, but, yeah, I mean, you could I mean, you can make the argument, though, that you crit one glare. I mean, if you crit one out of four of your glares, it's still more potency than non-crit misery. But it's, like... Okay. It's, Doesn't that make the problem like, worse? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because, like, the thing is, it's, like, technically, oh, yeah, yeah, you can create your misery, and it's, like, that would be, like, critting, uh, I think it was, like, two glares or something, I don't know. But, like, you could also make the argument of, hey, you have a higher chance of critting one of the four glares than you do critting one misery, you know? So it's, like, at that point, it's, like, semantics. True. Like, Elycraft. Still. It's just unfortunate, because I don't and... want the game to go towards this auto-crit direct hit. Sorry, Sly. No. It, no I mean, even no, then... Fine, fine. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. You're okay, fine. well, okay. All right. Even if you remove crits, there's still a base 5% damage variant. So mm -hmm. it's the same thing. It's just squashed. Like, everything is relative. Like, even if you've flattened potencies and all that, you've still got the same issues. Um, it's just the where the devs need to set their enrage is just like a smaller band of variants. Like, as long as it's not within that, it's not just down to straight RNG. Like, if if you have, like, a, a possibility of doing, to simplify the example, between 900 and 1,000 DPS, if the devs balance a DPS check to 950, then you have basically a 50% chance of being above or below it if you're, I don't know, you're playing healer and you're just doing one button the entire time for the most part. Like, just to grossly simplify the example... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I take it away. But I, well, no, I think where you were going to go is the difference is then now if you have to bounce between nine thousand and because yeah, when the numbers get bigger and the and the variance is also bigger, then it creates a bigger problem because oh, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not yeah. the five percent and you know that that might be what yeah. the base damage is, but now you have to you could do eighty five hundred or ten thousand 
you know, with your with your crit variance, and the, where do they fall in that? Do they fall at the nine? Do they fall at the nine to ninety two fifty? Do they fall closer to the to the ten? Do they fall closer to the eighty five? Where where it actually ends up, and for every different job, is is drastically different. Yeah, and I guess where I was actually going with that is, you do it. It increases the variance, even if you remove everything else. The variance is increased by the existence of everyone buffing at the exact same time Mm -hmm. versus everyone doing something different sort of consistently throughout the fight where you you kind of level out damage over time it's it's less spiky um so any any element of luck is diminished because it's it it isn't worth so much being in a two-minute window yeah and you're not going to make or break a fight on sixes and twelves for example yeah now sly you can finally talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, but uh, we were getting to the topic of you know um, crit and you know RNG. But one other factor that that brings in RNG and as uh, you brought this, uh, you uh, touched on the subject in your uh, in your uh, document were um, mechanics that you know grant increased damage and i like your quote for this uh forgive me for being blunt but if that's causing an issue with job balance how about don't (laughs) (laughs) and and so uh i guess what you um what we're talking about is stuff like um phoenix in um phoenix in uh ucob or uh the one percent in in eden for um for rain like stuff like that is what you're talking about yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, E8S had what was it like a three percent or two percent for one? I think, I think it was it was like it, it amounted to honestly. I still think <laughs> that the the buff was just lying. I think it was. I don't think it did. I think it did one percent at most. I don't know. I refused. It was percent. It was small enough that natural variance made up for it. Yep. Whereas with a literal damage, uh, uh, double damage. Variance is any variance within that is literally doubled. Like it, rather than it just being a, mm-hmm. a very minor thing, where it's like, oh, it's a nice to have. Maybe it makes a difference. Which, by the way, happy it probably did in our clear, considering it was after. It, I mean, if it made a difference, it it would have because our clear in E8S was after the cast bar when I think people were already dying. Like yep. half the party died, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we cleared, um, we cleared with. Did we clear with it or without it? I don't remember. I think we had it. We were, yeah, we we were doing everything we could. I think, um, but yeah, when it's a double damage, it just makes everything everyone does, like any element of RNG you have, is doubled. If you're unlucky, you're twice as unlucky. If you're lucky, you're twice as lucky. If you're a job that doesn't play into two minute meta, you're twice as bad. <laughs> so so Paladin is just. I'm glad I wasn't playing Paladin there because. Paladin just does its own thing for the most part, like even with the existence of buffs in the past. And that, that's actually an interesting thing, because Paladin, like you would know this, Momo, Paladin kind of just, it plays similarly to Black Mage, where you just want to remove as many weak, unbuffed GCDs as possible. And so you're you're spending a lot of time just buffing at random times, like Momo, you did um, Leviathan. Um, mm. So you would have known about like the, the random fight-or-flight timings during downtime, yeah. just to get extra value. And chances are there was a buff going up at some point that you would still benefit from. But now, if you try and play Paladin that way, 
if you're not in sync with two minutes, you're not in sync with anything. Yeah. Also, it doesn't help that, I mean, is Paladin really ever in sync and buffs? The damage not really, <laughs> but I mean they 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 have they usually have something they can do like yeah. you're either doing atonements or you're doing your magic window because their buff window is so long as well that it's likely to catch something. But if they're just thirty seconds out, they're out completely now because the two minute window has come and gone. Man, you know deep down what's going to happen to Paladin, right? Um, I, yeah, it's it's probably going to be like I don't know. Requiem scat benefits from fight or flight. They both become two minutes. You just do magic uh, yep. in between. Fucking read my mind like a goddamn like a goddamn book. <laughs> no, I think fighter. No, yeah, no, that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you bring up the golden Bahama buff because it's basically it's like they it's like P eight part two saw that and like how can we do this in a savage fight? But they failed to understand the essence of what made the Golden Bahama buff actually somewhat decent because the phase was three minutes and, like, 30 seconds long, right? Like, you had two burst windows, technically three back then, since you had 90s as well. So it's like, it was like, okay, uh, you have way more, I guess, variance control with Golden Bahama when... Just because it's like a longer phase, which is really funny to say, because like if P8 Part Two was like a 10-minute fight, it actually probably would have been pretty good in terms of balance, right? In terms of like the that that Phoenix buff at the end, right? But the fact that after the Phoenix buff, you only have like a minute and 40 seconds or something worth of uptime, it's like okay, well, kind of jam pack 40% into those last uh, one minute and 40 seconds. I think the other thing about uh, sorry, one, I think we're going to say thing, the same but, things after you go. Um. The DPS check in Golden is entirely self-contained as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because all it's doing is making sure you're playing at a competent level and not dying. It wants it wants to emphasize nobody dying more than anything else. But as soon as someone dies, it becomes... You know, I, I, that's, that's true of all the final phases. All the final phases are trying to check to make sure you're not just dying and throwing, like, lives away for the sake of finishing the fight. Like, Ultima speeds up the... Probably the, the easiest example is Ultima. I mean, it just it speeds up the enrage, and you're getting a damage reduction. And then T is just it's working against you. Just the mechanics will probably kill you too. And then Dragon Song, you just just thought you're on. It's, it's all self-contained. Any and all of them could have or not have a Phoenix buff, and it wouldn't make a difference because they're all so they're all self-contained. Yeah, they would have been balanced for it, and then damage is just relative at that point. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like. Your job, de- that's why a lot of, I, I had somebody who said they were swapping from samurai to monk just cause they looked at logs and I was like, bro, do you know how great it is being samurai in the second, in that phoenix phase? It specifically, if you're trying to clear P8 to have all those guaranteed crits during this large damage variance phase, you fucking stay on samurai. You don't need mantra that bad. Come on now. Samurai is. Samurai is one of those jobs that's like people just have a horrible misrepresentation about because like they just look at RDPS. But it's like just having a having a samurai in your party is like the biggest buff you can give to your astro and dancer if you have one. Even like ninja too. Yeah, one of those. It's like there's there's certain jobs in the game that could just value off of that, and it's oh, it just gives me a headache every time I see people talk about samurai. Yeah. In like an RDPS manner. Yeah. I mean, if we if we wanted to bring the. Uh... The forbidden numbers into the discussion. <laughs> it it also comes from an entire expansion of people playing around RDPS and not, uh, you know, like RDPS is sort of your self-contained stuff, or it's like you know it, what what value you're getting from buffs. But it does 
especially on machinists, it encourages a way where on machinists, if you just dump your gauge wherever you want, you're going to do the same potency per second as someone that is holding it for raid buffs. And so it encourages in that circumstance imperfect play because it doesn't reward you for doing it right, whereas ADPS is the damage that you actually care about optimizing in order to kill the boss. Like, um, having a samurai is like 50 DPS more on each raid buff that you have in your comp, and then, uh, as a card target, they're just like insane, doing like probably like 100,000 more damage under twos than any other melee. And then maybe 200, depending on the melee. Like, for example, Reaper, which is something I kind of want to get into too, is like, we were talking about Reaper earlier, and it's like, oh yeah, I mean, Reaper sucks from downtime. Reaper does it has like really low sustain damage, really high burst damage. But it's also like Reaper burst is so long that it's like it's just like you can't for for 15s it's like really hard to optimize right like for 20s it's more or less fine I think if you set up properly but if you're a 15 and your Reaper isn't like doing if your Reaper isn't hitting communion like right as the buffs are going up there's no shot they're doing double communion under a 50 second period you know because it takes you um, it's gonna take you. 10 seconds to finish a combo in the first place, and then you also have to wait for your plentiful harvest, right? You can't you can't just go in right away. You have to wait for the the internal CD of plentiful harvest, which is like two GCDs. So like unless you're you're hitting that community like right away, you know Reaper's burst just significantly goes down in terms of like efficiency, which is like another one of its issues. Um, but like it, it kind of goes into the other jobs too, like ninja and samurai. They burst so much in such a short period of time that they're just, like, literally the best at what they do. Like, Dragoon 2 can burst, you know, pretty fast as well, I guess, if you're double-weaving a lot. But even then, like, to get all your stuff out takes at least 15 seconds. Um, and what was it? what's the other man again? Monk? Yeah, Monk. Monk, I mean, Monk... <laughs> monk, I mean, Monk is, like... Monk is really strong because they're super versatile, right? Like, Monk, I mean, you burst, like, your burst is, like, four GCDs, and the rest is just for Ben Chakra, for the most part. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, like yeah. ninja and samurai, man, they just, they just do so much damage in like the short amount of time. And the thing is too, that those two jobs complement each other so well, because especially for astrologian, like astrologian is like, man, I love ninja samurai because ninja is a front loaded job. Samurai is a back loaded job. Dancer it's, as well. Yeah. As a potential partner. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just talking about like cards in general, like it's astrologian. The, the two pair very well together, and it's almost like they're they're made for one another, right? Because, like, I can card a ninja first. It's going to catch, you know, the first seven, eight seconds of the burst, which is, like, their their main damage pool, right? Like, they, they do the most damage in the first eight seconds of their burst. Whereas, like, Samurai is more like, oh, they burst at the very end, right? They do their, their Madari and Ogi back-to-back at the very end of the burst, and it's like, okay, well, they complement each other because that means I have perfect card setup. Whereas, like, some jobs, like uh, Ninja and Monk, for example, don't complement each other because they're both front-loaded. They both do damage right away in their burst instead of at the very end. So it's like... Mm. Well, it depends. And then you look at Reaper, and it's like, where does Reaper fit in this, you know? Where's that's Reaper? actually really... That's really interesting, because yeah. it's kind of like a meta within the two-minute meta. Because, like, the, yeah. you have jobs that fall out of two minutes entirely, but now you're talking about within that 15 to 20-second window, you then have jobs that are spiking within that window at different mm-hmm. parts where yeah. Astro can capitalize on that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, not just like any, I think any, 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 I think any single target job, like, um, you know, Dragoon, Devil Mint, things like that. 
I mean, it's also interesting because um, Embolden used to offer diminishing returns the later you mm-hmm. tried to burst under it. So you really wanted to try and get your highest burst in those first four to eight seconds to get the most value. But now it's kind of just like, oh, I'll just I'll press my buttons wherever. Like I'll, I'm getting full value either way. Or like with Trick Attack being 10 seconds only, this is going way back, but when Trick was only 10 seconds, even with other raid buff alignment, you really wanted to make sure you capitalized on the first 10 seconds at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regard- regarding Monk, whether or not it's front or back loaded is actually a little... That can even be varied for Monk. <laughs> Cause, uh, it changes over it does. time, doesn't it? Because well, the, yeah. the loop, it, it's, it depends on where in the loop you are. Yeah, because your, your first loop, you if you're doing a traditional opener and not like a speed opener, your fourth GCD is when you'll start prepping a PB. Because your PB, the first three GCDs of a PB are, are just regular GCDs. They're not, they're just doing them in any order. Um, and it's only that fourth GCD out of every PB that is a spike, which will be, you know, it'll either be Elixir Field, Rising Phoenix, or in the, depending on your opener, it could even be, you know, the Phantom. Yeah, Russian. I was speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was speaking about from a speed perspective because most monks yeah. do optimal drift, which is yeah. like generally pretty early front loaded burst. But yeah, I mean, you you do have the option to change if you yeah. if you want, and you may even want to depending on your comp, you know. Who, yeah, there might be like niche situations. I don't know. Yeah, because like even like your one minute on a monk, you you catch the your last GCD in Riddle of Fire is your is your hardest inning GCD for the mm-hmm. traditional. If you're not if you're not doing uh like a drifted or you have to adjust. But man, what I love about monk is that if you have a weird downtime that throws you off your cycle, you just fix it when you get to your buff mm-hmm. window, and it's the fucking greatest thing. Like if I if I like lose downtime and I have to clip a, a twin snakes earlier just to make sure it doesn't fall off before I get to twin snakes again, but my burst is coming up, I know to just hit demolish and then just go into. I don't wait till the end of riddle of fire anymore. I take that opportunity where Twin Snakes and Demolish both just hit their max duration. I do one GCD to set it up, and then I run a Boot Shine Dragon Kick chain into whatever, and then I'll catch another Demolish at the end of the burst instead of catching the Demolish in the middle of the burst. It's fucking lovely, Monk. Is it's actually kind of, I'm kind of glad we're talking about Monk, because um, it kind of goes into the balance of the job, but it's like, why is Monk so strong? And it doesn't make sense, because it's almost, it, it, it's, it's literally the dancer of melees, where a dancer is not only the most flexible range, not only does the most damage, and not only has the best utility, it's like it's like it's the exact same for Monk. Monk has the best utility out of all the melee, hundred percent. Um has the best defensives and the best blood buff windows out of all the melees. Um and it has the most flexibility. And on top of that, it does honestly probably it, debatably the most damage, right? And depending on the situation. But the fact that you have all those things going for it, and you look at other jobs like, oh, Reaper does low damage, has low flexibility, um, its utility is kind of meh, like Arcane Crest kind of sucks, and I'm saying that as a healer. Um, you look at Dragoon, who has no utility whatsoever, all you have is, or sorry, no defensive utility whatsoever, all you have is damage. Um, and then even even your own burst can be kind of pretty inflexible, depending on what's going on. I don't think they actually made any fights this tier of Screw Dragoon, but like in the past, you had like Eden's Verse, like a, you know the, the center line, Preventing you from jumping, things like that. Those can be like a consideration. Um, and then Ninja's also like a really flexible melee who does a lot of damage and also has pretty decent utility. But like you look at Monk and it's like, based on the design philosophy, Monk shouldn't be doing as much damage as it does. Monk should be the the weakest of all of them. 
or it should be closer probably to the among bottom. the among the bottom yeah. yeah like around where reaper is now yeah yeah but instead but then, it's like uh, one of the best yeah yeah so the the devs would then ask would you play it would you put in the effort to play monk being generally more difficult if you didn't get rewarded for it mm-hmm. but then uh, so that i think that brings in the whole conversation around like does machinist deserve to be as strong as black mage when it's far simpler to play and i think personally i think the solution is um trying to design around easy to play hard to master where you balance everything on an easy to play level sort of similar with each other but the more weird things you can do in a job rotation you sort of it's basically a skill ceiling thing. Like, you can get more out of it if you put in more. Um, so I, I don't know what the numbers were like in Stormblood. Was was TK, the TK rotation, the only reason why Monk was... I mean, Monk was still not no, the best, even, but even TK rotation... No, TK rotation, yeah. Monk, Monk was pretty valid. Because I, I remember I was going through a rough time in my life, and I just kind of wanted to play the game, and I didn't really care about optimizing much at the time. So I would TK the opener, and I would kind of just go back to traditional, unless, you know, there was some other really easy opportunity for me to go into a TK reopener. Um, I didn't do the, the every TK. There was that was that was too much. Yeah, every single like, TK yeah. on cooldown rotation was that was tight. Oh man. Um, but no, yeah, it, it was a significant difference between the two. But whether or not you played either didn't really matter. By the time the TK, the double TK rotation was like in full swing, and it was the number one recommended thing to do. Um, there was nothing challenging enough to to dictate the need for it. So, um, you know, Uwu didn't really require much, and it, and Double TK really became popular going into Final Omega, and there's just nothing that warranted it, that, that made it the make or break for whether or not you should bring the job. It was Mantra. Yeah, Honestly, it, Mantra was, was one of the yeah. big things, and still to this day is one of the big things that Monk has that doesn't make any sense when with how it's balanced against every other job. If you look at... Um, the balance of job design, like looking at Monk back then, like you said, it wasn't the end of the world if you didn't do a TK rotation. But the option was there. So if if Monk was not entirely viable in general, you could make it viable by trying harder, basically, yeah. and trying to learn the, <laughs> the ins and outs and, and being able to do that. Um, it's, talk about a disaster. It We're doesn't. Shadowbringers it, monk. If you really want a disaster, <laughs> that's we can talk about a Notman monk instead. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, God. but <laughs> yeah, you can like with Paladin. I if I see someone just kind of rolling their cooldowns, they do a fight or flight opener, they go into Requiescat. It's not a big deal. Like yeah, you're going to lose a little bit, but it's still for the most part performing as expected. And a lot of the time, the the weird, you know, the spreadsheet rotations you do on Paladin, you're not figuring out most of that stuff during prog, but also the the better you are at it. Like, the more, in my experience, the more that I stare at spreadsheets, you start to notice patterns. And then when you go into prog, it's like, oh, I recognize this pattern. Like, this this downtime is occurring at this part of my rotation. I've done this before. Um, So a good example is the, the P3 opener, was also in the Nidhogg opener. You could set up the exact same thing, and that was optimal. So it's like if you had done a lot of P3 before um, Dragon Song, you could just apply that knowledge into Prog. And so all of a sudden you're bringing a little bit of benefit. Um, 
just by being more experienced. But a lot of the time, with a lot of job design, it's if everything is just all about two minute burst, that expression, that skill expression is just not there anymore. Like it doesn't really matter when you just need to crit. Like that difference is not making a difference to enrage if the entire party was unlucky with their crits anyway. And then Paladin is just straight up, like, all the effort you're putting in is just not even playing into the buffs anyway. So, it's just not really viable. Yeah, Stormblood Monk, uh, never quite like that with TK. There was, there was differences to be made. They just weren't, didn't matter as much. Now, the difference to be made don't matter at all. <laughs> no matter how hard you try, until, uh, dude, I'm, uh, listen, every time you talk, every time you say Paladin, I just think about how worried I am for you in 6.3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried as well, because the thing is, the way I look at job design in this game is less the job identity, like visually or lore-wise. To me, it's about gameplay. It's all about yeah. gameplay. So I, ca I care about the interactions between the numbers of the buttons that I'm pressing. So if they radically change Paladin to to fit into the two-minute meta, in my mind, that is no longer Paladin. Like, that's I'm, it's not the same job. So the yeah. job that I'm playing right now is effectively deleted. And that's what I care about. Like, that's what I don't want to lose. I, I have no allegiance to Paladin, like the Paladin Jobstone. I have an allegiance to the, the play style that I'm enjoying. Right. No, that, no, that checks out. I think a lot of people feel that way and have felt that way going in, even before we were openly discussing this design concern. You know, and I think every expansion, every time an expansion comes out, people are afraid that it's, that their job, it's their job's turn. You know, Dragoons and Astros right now are yep. sweating a little bit. Paladins are sweating. Machinists will say, fuck it, we'll take it. Just, I don't care. Just do something. I don't, it's, I can't. Please help me. Just let me get in the robot. I'll take care of it. Okay. Sly, is that why you play Machinists? The, the hope one day we'll be able to get in the robot? Is that, is that the, is that the fantasy? That's why I'm, that's why I play it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we get a, we get a G Warrior yeah, something. I'm waiting yeah. on the G Warrior two minute buff. Well, no. It's, yeah, sure, yeah. fuck it. They get a two minute buff window. Even if they change the design, that'll be a two minute buff window. I'm down. Just change yeah. all of our actions. Fuck it. I'm, I, sooner or later, some job is literally just gonna get a different hot bar when they go into their two minute. Like, it's not just gonna be like a few skills changed. It's gonna be like the full on, like, like bar. Higher hot bar just. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like when you like when you take over like Alphano or somebody for like MSQ, it's literally going to mm -hmm. be that when you get into the fucking just two like, like five buttons. That's yeah. all you get for that two minutes. <laughs> yeah, for that two minutes. I mean, that's probably. that's actually kind of interesting because that's sort of how they um, designed Summoner currently yeah. with a, a, a transformative rotation. So they they wanted to do away with button bloat, so they made it so you're using the same buttons, but you're cycling through different phases, but if you play something like that, like if, again, if you don't care about the visual design and you're just in the numbers of the buttons, you're kind of just pressing the same button. Yeah. Over no, and it's over not again. Kind like of, you, you most certainly are. Well, you, you literally are, yeah. <laughs> and, and so from a personal, like some people might like it. I think there is, like you definitely want to appeal to the people that do like the, the visual design of things. But for me personally, I couldn't care less about that. And so I, I care about how busy is my thought process in trying to figure out what I need to do next? And Summoner is definitely not one of the jobs for me because it's it's kind of just all the same. Do I swift cast the slipstream or not? Decisions. Fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where does it? I definitely go? think you you definitely need to appeal to both. Like a, this is an MMO. There's a, a wide variety of players. You want to cater to all. But 
Like this goes Do back you? to Paladin. <laughs> I think. Sometimes I think you don't. As, if if you, I mean, this is an MMO that MMOs are very costly to upkeep. So you do want to right. bring in as many players and as much money as possible. So like just from a business standpoint, I recognize that even if I don't agree with a lot of decisions, like I understand, yeah, you need to cater to certain camps in the player base. But my my concern right now is as a Paladin player and also Black Mage, like Black Mage is sort of my go-to DPS. I, I think Black Mage is safe because it's Yoshi P's job, but with Paladin being oh, that's for being changed... It's my concern is that everything is kind of becoming semi. Like to me, just numbers wise, all two minute jobs are very similar. Like you get to your two minute window and then you're just pressing buttons. It's kind of the same thought process. Like you pick up an, another job, you know when that two minute burst is going to be. You just kind of prep for it. You hold your cooldowns and then you just press it. And if everything gets turned into the same sort of thing, then the playstyle that I enjoy is effectively removed from the game. Yeah, I think they need to. They they should diversify. Like they're they're homogenizing, not only numbers but playstyle. Whereas I think playstyle needs to be diverse to keep different people interested that have different interests. I don't think every single job in the game should appeal to every single player. I think there should be some that you you vibe with, some you don't. If you don't like a job, don't try and don't ask the devs to make this job something you will enjoy because chances are there are other people already enjoying it, and if you make it Something like if if there's someone that likes two minute meta or or a two minute job, and you make a job that isn't a two minute job, something that they will enjoy, then someone that doesn't like a two minute job is having that taken away from them. I think you there are a lot of jobs in the game. They should be more diverse than that. I think it's funny that you bring up Black Mage being okay because I think actually that if the batteries didn't exist and Summer did relatively anywhere close to Black Mage. It probably would be stronger than Black Mage just because it's way more. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, peaks and valleys and Black Mages. I think I, I meant play style wise though. Yeah. Like it. I don't know. If if Yoshi P doesn't like the job, then it's probably not gonna stay like that. That's what I mean though. It's like you know, technically, when you look at Black Mage, it's almost the exact same situation as Paladin, where it's like, you know, it doesn't really have a two minute burst more than just like. Bumping up potency very slightly in those windows, right? Um, like ley lines isn't really much of a damage increase tool than it is more of a just a you get an extra couple of GCs every or in in this thirty second period every you know two minutes, um, and it can kind of fall into the thing. It's like, well, if the job category, the jobs in its archetype did more damage, where would Black Mage be right now? So it's like, I wonder. Yeah, and that's that's one of the more fascinating things about it because of the way that it's designed now. Th- decisions and and perception is is on a nice edge. It's why it's why when I talk about job bouts, I do mostly consider what the perception of the job is, and not so much. I guess not not much of anything else because people just just latch on to to people who do the numbers and people who post on the balance or the YouTube videos they want. It just the, even if they, the person creating the content doesn't mean it, and I've seen this over the years with all sorts of content, other people just go to that train of thought, even if they don't fully understand it. And so this whole discussion we're having right now, there's a good chance somebody just takes away from it that Paladin's fucking screwed and that Paladin bad. Yeah, 
Balance bag, <laughs> game bag. Yeah, and they just go and, and they just they just go and they just they 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 swear yeah. against it at all times. Whereas they inherit the opinions. Yeah, they 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 inherit the opinions. So I think there's, but I think a lot of people confuse that part of the discussion with what is how do, how do I put this with what they want to achieve with the game. I suppose. And they they, they, they they can't really decide where they want to go. And they, they're trying to go both ways with a lot of the things that they do. Because when we complain about something not lining up or not making sense for the current design, they try to fix they try to fix it for everyone at once and it doesn't achieve what anyone wants, if that makes sense. Like that's what the two minute buff window was all about. It was every time somebody said, Oh, this it's weird that this doesn't align or this, this doesn't make sense or, you know, there's too much variance between this comp and that comp and blah. It's a culmination of all of that feedback and it actually create, it creates a problem for every side of it. It's a problem that was created by every side and it's a problem that affects every side and it's not a, and it's a solution that didn't work for any side. That's, that's, that's ultimately how I feel it, it, it all kind of crumbles apart. Yep. Um, uh, when you, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to word this without trying to step on eggshells. When you People look at fucking the suck. Game, just say it. All right. Just say it. I know. Yeah. So when you look at the balance of the game, it's like theoretically, the only thing that really matters is the high end content when it comes to balancing, because the thing is. High-end content will always kind of, like, intertwine with casual content, right? Like, for example, dungeons are always going to be accessible, no matter what, right? We're not in Heavensward anymore. I'm sure you remember Heavensward. It's like, people people don't understand how good it is now, right? Like, back in Heavensward, you used to get kicked for being, like, a paladin because, like, you were just so bad. You had you you, you had no damage. You literally okay. couldn't do damage. But in, what about in, in, people in kicking Dark Knights because they were too squishy? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it happened. You know, it, it was like oh, we're not in heaven's anymore. It's like the job balance is pretty good to where, like, even if they for some reason over, like, either a job is like overtuned and in, in raids, or they buff a job in raids or nerf a job in raids, it's like that doesn't really matter for like ninety nine percent of the player base because the thing is, it's like the content that like it's designed for is really the only thing that matters because like dungeons, even Palace of the Dead to an extent, it's like. You can kind of just do that on any job you want. Yeah. Um, and the casual player will always just find it fun as long as the job's fun, right? Doesn't matter if it's bad. Doesn't matter if it's good. If they like the job aesthetically or playstyle wise, that's all that really matters to them for the most part. I was like, wait a minute. Machinist just loves it. It's made for Palace of the Dead. I love Machinist. I think Machinist yeah. is so fun, which is why I think it's really shitty that it's not good. You know, not good. <laughs> like, I, would, I, would, yeah, but... I would play it more if it wasn't. The danger there as well is if Machinist gets reworked, maybe you won't find it fun anymore. If they turn it into, I don't know, Summoner, if you don't like Summoner. If they follow that same, like, transformative style rotation. Yeah, let's be real, though. I mean, it's already Summoner, so... Yeah, it's not much different. I mean, if, if, you, if you put if you put heat blast on your one two three when you're in hypercharge and you put auto crossbow on your AOEs, you literally have like summoner right there. It it definitely has a flow to it though. Like I I kind of like this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put mm -hmm. I put out a video. I actually gotta watch. I know Sar I know Saren watched my machinist video. I'm sure he wasn't a super big fan because he was 
probably not pleased with. I, 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 I tried to imagine what it would be like if they did rework it, but it's based on how they design it now. And it's like, I wouldn't do this, but I bet you they would. <laughs> yeah, it's just the same for Paladin. Like yeah. you can kind of imagine where they want to go with it. Yeah, like I was, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to keep hypercharged super fast, but they just they want to cut out the weaving problem. But instead of addressing the weaving problem, they just make it so you can't use Goss and Ricochet in Heat Blast, and it's even faster. So it's like five pop, 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 pops at like one second apart. That sounds like something they would yeah. do instead of like trying to give it charges so that if you do have good ping, it still kind of feels the same. But if you don't have good ping, it's not punished as much. You know, same with the wildfire, like the total amount of wildfire timing. It's just you can imagine where they would go with it versus what I think people imagine the fixes are. Yeah. It's really funny when people um, also kind of backtracking a little bit. It's also really funny to me when people are like they they don't want you know, they, people who don't think they should bounce around like the the high end only, and then they those th- those same people are talking about how oh yeah, why well, may just find in dungeons? Oh, warriors find in dungeons, you know? Oh, it's like man. it's like it's like it's like yeah, dude, those jobs are significantly better than their counterparts in the same role. But it's like the thing is, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Who cares? It's a yeah, dungeon, it's, it, yeah. dude. My favorite thing. Do you remember the the warrior that soloed P one normal? And do you remember people saying how quote busted warrior was because it could solo yeah. P1 normal? I actually I I love those things existing in the game because like it doesn't affect the broader player base, but it's like I think it's really fun when you can do ridiculous things in a game that aren't intended, as long as it's not harming anyone. And that's an example of one of those where it's like, yeah, warrior can solo this boss, like, but who cares? Like that's a yeah. fun thing you can do, kind of like tank cob as well. Like that's a, oh, it, it's okay. ridiculous. That's, it's absurd. I think that's when, yeah, I mean that's when you start getting it somewhere. Like, should tank god technically be a thing? Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool the idea. It's it's only really but, viable though because of the the job changes after the fact. It was I don't think it was possible beforehand. No, it's no. also only viable because. Paladin has clemency. If that yeah. exists, then there's no shot you'd be able to do it. But yeah. I just love when people look at a job and make that blanket statement. Like, oh, warrior soloed P1 normal. Nerf its, nerf its healing. Yeah. It's like, what? That doesn't matter for anything else? Like, who cares if it can solo P1 normal? It took him like 27 minutes just standing there. I soloed fucking... Uh, turn two at level 50 blue mage. It took me 40 fucking minutes to do it. I just sat there fucking dotting it with, with, that doesn't mean you need to nerf blue mage. It just doesn't make any yeah, fucking sense. Because maybe the jobs that are weak, for example, machinist, right? Machinist is, there's a very high chance that machinist is actually really strong in Criterion, you know? We, 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 Ooh, we gotta think about that. New concept yeah. coming out with the, cause the thing is, it's like, when you think about machinist and, and, and dancer and bard, like bard and dancer are heavily influenced by, Eight party members, right? Yeah. When you're doing Criterion, you're only gonna have four, so that you you basically cut the RDPS of Dancer and Bard in half. Um, yeah, I was thinking you, you probably just want to bring the uh, the big damage dealers. Yeah, all of them. I and yeah. I, I have another reason for thinking that, not just because of the party size only being four. I am certain that this is this is Delubrum Regine, but for four people. Um, meaning there's probably gonna be a four a point where all four people have to solo a boss. And if I'm thinking about which jobs I want soloing a boss, how I feel about what jobs you bring changes a lot. And machinist, way. I mean, machinist could be really strong for kiting, yeah. Like it's it's definitely 
It definitely has, like, sure, it doesn't do the most damage right now. It has mobility, which can be nice in, like, those niche content scenarios, right? Because, like, the thing is, is, like, it's, judging based off, like, BA and, and DRS, it's like, you know, those, those favored, kind of like, the, that range mobility pretty heavily, because it's not like a static fight. It's not like a savage fight where you're just sitting in melee range the whole time, hitting your buttons, right? There's, like, a little bit more intricacy with the mechanics and, like things like kiting like slimes and stuff like like there's there's so much interesting weird mechanics that they don't really do in Savage because I mean they're not really the best designed for that kind of stuff. But I mean when you're talking about like fun, uh like kind of like wacky mechanics that are just, you know, this exists, you know, sure they may not be the best or, you know, but like when I think of like mechanics like that, I think of the net code, right? And sometimes fourteen's net code can be mm, not the best for that kind of stuff. Not perfect. But, not perfect, yeah, but it's fun, and I think that's what matters the most. It is, but that's not what think people, people won't let it be that simple. Yeah, I think the netcode is an acquired taste. Yeah, <laughs> you get used to it after you play the game for a while, right? It's make it sound like wine. It's an acquired taste. I mean, <laughs> I think slide slide casting is a symptom of the netcode, isn't it? But yeah. I kind of appreciate it because it, it lets you sort of move around. Like, now it's less of an issue with fast cast. I mean, fast cast is sort of just like going all in on slide casting. <laughs> like, now everyone can do it. I like that. Not re- It's more of an acquired tolerance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's That's really true, actually. There was a mechanic recently that was, like, really insane for the game's netcode. I'm trying to remember what it was. But... It resolved so fast, huh? Recently? Yeah, yeah. Like, there was like no lag whatsoever. I remember pointing it out. I'm like, man. Oh, um, Barbaricia. Barbaricia's donut. Anyway. Oh, Barbaricia. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, if they, if they make fights like that, because like that was like, I feel like when you look at that fight, you look at previous fights, it's like, what did they do? Yeah, do they, I don't know. Do I don't it? know if that's net code because I noticed it in um, P P five S as well with the the tail cast. This in this patch or this series of fights in particular, I noticed that, and this is I noticed it because this is something I've been saying they should do for years. Which is rather than the boss doing a cast bar and then doing the animation, why not just start the animation a little bit before the end of the cast yeah. bar just to sync up the visual. It seems like that's actually something they did this time around, and I think that's why it gives the impression of the the snapshots being a little bit tighter to the visuals. Yeah, they masked it really well. So they should do with all fights. Thank God. Yeah, because it's it's been a long time. We've come a long way from moving before Titan starts casting Weight of the Land to what it is now. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I do. You know, I had somebody who was playing from like a, a military camp in like Korea. And he had like 500 ping on top of the 2.0, and he that was me as well. <laughs> was... I can I can tell you I can tell you what I did. I so know I... what you probably did because I know what he did. <laughs> I made a macro. I, I watched a video and I made a macro and synced up the macro to the fight mechanics, so it would give me a one second warning before every wave of the land. So I would pre-move before I could even see it. If I didn't move, if I wasn't already moving by the time it was on my screen visually, I was already dead. Yeah. You had to move blind to the mechanic. Yeah. Even Yoshi P says that's still the fastest AoE they've ever made in the game. There's never Yeah, and then they slowed fast. it down. They slowed, they down slowed it Uwu. down in Titan Extreme. Yeah. They slowed it, it was, down in Titan it, Extreme and Uwu. Yeah. yeah. Uwu, Uwu was always the, the slower version. Yeah. Um, but then in Extreme, they also slowed it down, even though 
it used to be the fast one. What a fucking time. What a, what a fucking diff. Dude, do you know Titan Hard Mode <laughs> does one more tumult every single time he loops? So he can do like 16 in a row. It just fucking oh, really? I, I didn't even Over know and over and over again. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, Only Hard Mode does that extreme. He's always, he always does four in extreme. I'd rather add that to Ultimate in real or not real. Well, in Ultimate, he does one, Ooh. one time. He does it like 10 times straight. I think, I think during, just the, yeah. the phase length is too short. Yeah. Well, you could do, you could just increase it over the course of the fight though, because he does it during, uh, actual. You Ultimate could treat it like too. an Ockmorn. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the only... Aloha, I'm busy. Although I shouldn't be busy for too much longer, because holy shit, it's already 2 o'clock. <laughs> I know job balance can uh, just make time fly. This is why I didn't write a script did... for this, because there was no point. Yeah, <laughs> I did... I did. There, there is something... Rage. And there's, there's other things we haven't touched on. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. go back to Black Mage and hitbox sizes, because we were talking about the viability of Black Mage. Um, it doesn't... It, it, you don't really consider it to be the same role as the other casters. The other casters bring a battle raise. They're sort of utility-based. Black Mage is just a damage dealer. Yeah. It is, going back to what we said earlier, it's the wildcard DPS. It's that fourth one that you bring in. And it, it can be valuable, but when melees aren't punished for existing, because the, like, P7, the hitbox is the size of the arena, then what's even the point of a Black Mage? If, if uptime is so easy for everyone, then even Black Mage's Black Mage loses its place in the meta that it used to have. Yeah, I um, it's weird because as somebody who's played, you know, I've rated as Black Mage, I've rated as Fizz Ranged, I've 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 rated as 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 Monk. You know, I I've, I've touched every DPS role. Um, <laughs> I've never been more bored than this tier as a melee. Because I didn't have to think about anything. It all, it all just mm -hmm. made sense. And I look at all the other, and then I look at the fucking red mage, like, so what are you doing right now? Cause this can't be good for you. Cause with big hitboxes, <laughs> usually comes big movement around the boss too. They, they like, they, now they know the melee can go anywhere. But then the casters start suffering because of that. Even if they have like their fixed sets, you know, there's, there's more thinking that goes into it because of that. And so I, I, I didn't think I'd say this, but maybe don't make the hitboxes so big anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you know what I did in P7 when I was re-clearing this week? I faced the other way. Yeah, you just like looked, you just looked at the I, I was the like, it, the whole time, because yeah. the, the boss, the, like, for some reason the boss's telegraphs don't actually mean anything because it's scripted. You, so the boss literally might as well not exist. You're just <laughs> on an arena, pressing buttons, running around, <laughs> dealing with animals. It's basically an ad fight. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I can't, I can't dispute that. I, I can't dispute that at all. <laughs> You're not even fighting the boss. Such a good way of putting it. I mean, uh, phase two of is kind of the same a little bit. You can turn it around. It is like you don't. Yeah, you don't really care about the boss's you, existence. You, you want to know? It's, you're just doing mechanics. You want to know what I did in P8 phase two when we were in week one? We were just trying to you know practice and get through it. I actually, I didn't go first person, but I zoomed all the way in as close as I could get and just did the whole fight, and it was literally no different than me zooming out. Because I could still see, oh, I got the explosion. Mm -hmm. I just need to look towards the back of the room and see which tower I was. Oh, I have this marker over my head. All right, then I just need to see what the the circle AOE is that I need to be stepping in, you know? So I was like, oh, wow, this is actually... And if anything, it was easier, because as a melee, when you're all the way up close, his fucking hand gets in the way. When you're trying to see in his hand, wake does this. He's fucking John Cena-ing you the whole time. Oh, yeah. Every time the, the big tree does something on the screen, like its arms go over the screen, I get this weird 
it's, it almost feels like vertigo. I feel like I've fallen off the arena because my entire screen has motion on it. Yeah. And I, I get this weird moment of, like, you know when you, um, you're on, like, one of the front two platforms and you have the two stacks plus the, the slam down on the back? Yeah. When that arm goes over the, the arena, because I'm stacking so close to the edge, I keep thinking that I've accidentally walked off the platform because all of a sudden my my whole screen has motion on it because the arm is coming across the front. Zeph, that's like, oh, did I just wishful thinking because you're so bored you'd rather just die. No. <laughs> I mean, it, when when we get to Enrage, I start jumping over the gap of, of the triangle in the middle, that's, seeing how big of a gap I can get over without dying. This fucking guy here. That's I if I saw that that that's like revenge jumping in DSR. I'm like, don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stop doing it. Like, then, it, that sort of brings up the question, like, it, I feel like the devs, when it comes to fight design, they're going all in on puzzle mechanics and, like, all execution, and it's it's not about uh, your job anymore. It's just the fight. And, they, and so what job you bring doesn't really matter anymore, and personally, I disagree with that direction of design because just subjectively, I find it boring. That's fair. I think I think it has ups and downs because I think you. I, I would argue P8S Phase One is very much not about the job you're bringing, but it's also done in such a way that it's just it's it's it. I don't know. It just comes together really well. It's a it's a good example, and I think P5 is also a solid example of like just designing the boss around the boss and it just being okay. But they're completely hit or miss because then P6 and P7 are not okay in any capacity. There's no in between. You're, you're like, it's either good or it's not. That's yeah, I I'm. Noticed. Yeah, I I like P5 and Doorboss. Um, I think it's just the pace of the mechanics, really. Whereas the that's probably the the bottom line is the pacing. I think five, uh, sorry, six, seven, and P8 Part Two are all very slow. Especially yeah. like the mechanics themselves resolve slowly, and there's just like a lot of a lot of downtime in between, not a lot going on, and, and so it, it's it just doesn't feel like you're mentally engaged. Well, that's that's an ex- that's problems exacerbated by the two minute window because you aren't engaged. Like a lot of the times, they force you to be engaged with the fight at the same time you're actually supposed to be engaged with your job, and then the the, the so the the peaks of interest are really high, and then between that, the values yeah, are if- really really low. If there's a period in the fight where there is no mechanic and there's no burst window, you're just doing nothing. And P7 is <laughs> like that there's nothing every to think time. about. There, I don't think there's a yeah. single burst window in P7 that happens at an interesting time. Maybe there's one during harvest that no, because you right before harvest you're interacting with a, a chase AOE. That's your two minute interaction. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, which is a very them. weird mechanic. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. You know, it's weird. P7 reminds me of a Realm Reborn bosses. And what I mean by that is, A Realm Reborn just did mechanics because the boss could do mechanics and needed to do mechanics. But what they, a lot of them, it didn't fucking matter. Example. Example is, honestly, it gets praised a lot, but I think the original Turn 9 is a great example of a boss that just does shit and then stops doing it and just does something completely different. And you're like, why? 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 There's no continuity to the fight. P7, the entire first six minutes is the boss... Is literally just like, well, I'm supposed to be doing something, so I guess I'll just 
I'll spend a billion. We are. We're, we're like Seth said. We're fucking around with animals. Yeah, <laughs> like it's setting. Up, it's trying to. It's trying to educate you about the differences in Savage. But what it ends up being is a lot of fucking nothing happening to make that happen. Yeah, like that's that's a very clear design philosophy they have, which is they want to start the fight with basically a tutorial for later mechanics. That's something you see very often in this yeah. game. Personally, I think the normal mode should just go all in on that. Just give us the information we need for Savage in the normal mode. And, like, yeah, the normal mode is easy. It's not punishing. Like, you can actually have complex mechanics in normal mode, but it's still normal mode because it's not punishing. Like, it won't kill you. You can get eight stacks and it doesn't matter. There's no DPS check. I think that's the way to go with normal mode. P6 is a good example. And then you go into Savage. Yeah, I think you should just, you go straight into Savage. And just start throwing mechanics at people using information gained from normal mode. Like, the, I don't think there's any need for a tutorial of mechanics in normal mode, especially not when it's a six-minute tutorial because the next three mechanics you're going to get are, are the culmination of everything you're supposed to have learned in the case of P7. It just makes for a, a very mundane majority of the fight, which is for the most part skippable once you get gear. Yeah, P7 Normal lays a, a pretty good foundation, I think, of the, what the imagination thinks will happen with the encounter. Um, and then you get into it, and it just doesn't... P6 does the same thing. I mean, we talked about it last week. Like I said, these two topics kind of bled together last week also, um, just because they're inevitable. But uh, P6, like, you have so many things in Normal mode that you're like, oh, man, can't wait to see what they do with that in Savage, and then they don't. Because <laughs> they're, like, yeah. so established on trying to make it Savage... And make sure that it's clearable and it's not too weird. It's like you can 100% consistently do something and doesn't completely fall apart if, you know, one thing is out of place early. But that's but that's what then makes the normal mode fun. Like, if somebody aims the rotating AoE in P6 in normal really weird, it's odds, odds are it's not going to wipe you, but it's going to really fucking suck. But if, you know, in Savage, they just said, fuck it, make it Flood Ray for whatever yep. reason. Or just only make it so that it comes from the player. I don't know. But P5 is is a perfect example. Almost everything you need to know about P5 is in normal. And they might change it a little bit in Savage. But, like, it was a clear path from normal to Savage. Everyone predicted practically how it would go. Maybe minus exactly how Devour worked. And it's one of the better fights. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Because I guess that goes back to pacing. It kind of just started it just from the very beginning it just started doing things i will say this though yoshi p whoever decided to put the fucking double dash right when two minutes you're stop Stop. that's like i love it as monk because i can double thunderclap chase both sides of the arena depending on how it goes and you look really cool when you do it but i don't want to do it because that shit's fucking stressful (laughs) okay but also i guess keep doing it because it was funny yeah I mean, that that also raises a good point as well, which is um, some people say that, it, like, they'll say, oh, the fights aren't really designed around two minutes because sometimes you get those inconvenient situations. But the thing is, if you're dealing with a mechanic during two minutes, literally everyone is, including yeah. the devs. And so, like, it, it's it's not like there's any <laughs> advantage to a different job. Everyone is dealing with it. That's a good point. Some jobs do deal with it better, and some jobs do absolutely deal with it. Like, for example, during the double dash, if I was a caster, I'd just fucking sure cast and be like, okay, whatever, I don't give a shit. You like preposition? Well, yeah, but it's, so, yeah. it's just a couple of GCDs. Yeah, that's it. But I'm still annoyed. 
I'm like, please, 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 just don't, just don't be the fucking bad pattern. Please be the pattern where I can just jump twice, and that's fine. Aloha. This isn't about you. Fucking cat. Anyway. Yeah, we could probably talk about this for hours and hours and hours yep. and hours. We should, however, probably start winding <laughs> yep. down and and, fi- and finalizing our thoughts so everyone can go about their day. Do we have to? I mean, we, we, can, we can talk about this for a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm sure these these fine gentlemen have other plans for their days. No, I'm good. I mean, I can sit here and talk all day. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I mean, this, this is no different from my streams for the past two weeks anyway. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I've been that, saying I mean, the same things. That's, again, why you were my first thought for, for this show. Because yeah. I knew that this has literally been. Did we talk about range Depress at all? Uh, much like most of the game, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we kind of did. Like you, you talked about, um, wow. like dancer being really strong, and I I think range DPS also sort of ties into the the uptime argument as well, where there is literally no situation where you would want double fizz range because well, just yeah, yeah. like this. But then you also get into the the like the talking point of. But the way they're currently going about Savage, how they're delaying it a week, and now people can get their tome up, etc., etc., etc. It's like, I mean, at that point, if you're going for week one prog, dance is like almost mandatory. It's like almost required, right? Like, it's very rare that you see like a hardcore crew run like Bard or something. Because like the, just the DPS you get from having a dancer and having that, that tome weapon like funnel, like I guess target is amplified even more. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you also run into the issue of like, man, so you have that. And then it's like, on top of that, like, it's just, you, it goes back to like the utility point where it's like, not only does Dancer do really strong damage, arguably the strongest and, and where it matters the most in prog, right? But also has like arguably the best utility. Um, you know what it reminds me of? It, it reminds me of needing a Dragoon in Stormblood because you need a Fizz ranged. It's a <laughs> yeah, similar kind of thing. It's, it's yeah. kind of like that. It's like, like reverse. Yeah. And then it's like, I mean, it's also like the like dancer burst is like so flexible. Like you can pretty much hold it whenever you want. Yeah. As long as the standard doesn't get cucked. But like that's so rare, right? It's like, very rare. It, 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 it's like, it's, 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 it's weird. It's weird. Uh, you can it also argue really Dragoon kind of ends up in this. Any, anything that can target one person and make them stronger and you can also deliberately funnel towards one person. Mm-hmm. Just, ends yep. up being way stronger and dancer literally picks hey you who also we just gave everything to i'm also going to make you five percent stronger and also give you auto uh, more direct crits and they just buff the game aloha you're too wild right now yeah i mean i guess for any it could like ash is the same like ash te- technically gets yep. like a tiny buff as well um <sighs> but it's like you you look at these these factors and it's like okay well sure in a funnel fizz range may be fine like dancer barred they're Pretty close in damage at best in slot. Um, machinist a little bit behind, but it's a selfish DPS. So, because the machinist is a selfish DPS, there's no way that its ceiling will ever be anywhere near um, dancer and bards. But you know, as you go down the totem pole, machinist gets better and better because it's a it's a static job. But damage doesn't go down depending on the group. The only thing that affects machinist damage is kill time. But that affects everybody, right? Um, but in terms of group performance, machinist you know it's static. It stays the same. It's consistent. Uh, which is nice to have, but also it's like, I, I, I really wish they would just add utility. Like, literally just give it, give it two mitigation buttons or something, give it like a palisade, and then give it like a, 
give it like a reprisal esque or dismantle, you know, old dismantle. That's exactly what I know? said in my video. Give it like, dismantle, like, like, give it dismantle, it the... or I even said, dude, even if it had the PvP bishop turret, the pulsing, like a pulsing stackable shield or something like that. Yeah. I'd be down for like, that. Get rid of improv and dancer. Give it to give it to machines. Like give give machines like make machines the mitigative range. Give it the advantage of hey, sure you're technically in a funnel always going to be the worst fizz range because I mean unless they change the design philosophy around it drastically, it is always going to be the worst. There's nothing they can do about it. Um, so the the way to circumvent that is just to give it some defensive utility that makes it you know make up for that weakness because at that point you could also argue that. You know, imagine being a machine in a DSR at that point, right? If it had that utility, like you 100% almost probably would. What if they re-added hypercharge volume to the queen attacks? Uh, at this point, I think they have to give them one offensive, one one defensive. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't. I don't think they can. They can just give them a defensive or anything like that. I think you have to, or they have to fully commit to just making it do 10% more damage than it does. But I think, I think to fix the community perception of it. Not just the numbers, it needs both of those things. Because even like casual players who again just hear things, they need to hear that like it's good that it's getting all of these things. They just need, it just needs to permeate through yeah. everything. Like you, you could go all in on like defensive utility, but then it's sort of in the same boat as Paladin where it's like damage wise not viable and the utility doesn't really matter outside of very certain scenarios. And yeah. so it's kind of just the same. It's There's also like a fallacy with Dancer and Machinist because like people like to look at percentiles on FF logs and go down. But it's like the thing is, a Dancer who's doing really good, it's it's much harder to to look at that statistic because the thing is, it's assuming like the average skill of the player, right? The thing is, if you have like a the rank one Dancer in a party that's gray, you're still going to do more damage than the rank one Machinist. Yeah, like it, it, that's just how it works, right? So like yeah. people kind of get like the false idea of like they look at like the statistics page on FF logs and they go down the percentiles and it's like, oh, you know, machinist is being dancer at this level, which is true for like average skill player. When we're talking about like a good player and a bad party, I think that's what you should be looking at rather than like that that kind of like totem pole effect because that's what's going to show more. And the fact that like a, a 99 percentile dancer who's actually playing the job right still does more damage. And like the rank one machinist uh, in a really bad group is pretty telling. To put it mildly. Yeah. And also, machinist fills the same role as dancer bard. Whereas, unlike with casters, where black mage is more like a wild card that you might bring, you're not going to bring machinist as that role. It just doesn't do enough damage. So, if you want a machinist, you are taking away the raid buffs that the other ones bring. Like, you're not bringing them in addition. You're So, yeah, it might... Like, I think that's where people get confused. Like, yeah, numbers-wise, personally, they might show as not doing as badly, but for the party as a whole, you've taken away... <clears throat> excuse me. You've taken away um, a dancer or a bard that is buffing the entire party just for machinist personal damage. So not only is everyone doing less, but the machinist themselves is playing into fuel raid buffs because you don't have the other fizz range there. I wonder, because you have to imagine the dev team is somewhat aware of how that fourth DPS spot is kind of utilized or, 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 or viewed. Do you have something to say? That's what I thought. Oh, Oops, slide just disappeared. Hurricane. <laughs> oh, oh, I right, thought right. he was looking kind of still there for a second. 
<laughs> now it's just it's just Momo's Discord picture in this place. Yeah, I was like, there's two of me. <laughs> there, yeah, there's two of you. There you go. A very tiny I picture. I you too. Um, where where was I going with that? Um, oh, good. He's finally fucking leaving. Threw me off because do you, if they internally look at that fourth spot and think a machinist should be competitive with it, then the way it's designed now doesn't make any sense. But if they also think that it does, it can't be competitive in that spot, then it also doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it literally can't be competitive because the thing is, yeah. it's like, how do you, like, you, you have Dancer and Bard, which are like literally two of the most impactful, uh, raid buff contribution jobs in the game, both at around like 2,000, like, like 20% of its damage is from the party, right? So it's like, when you look at that statistic and you look at like how, like, when I was looking at the, the gray groups, right? Like the, like the green, like 15 to 25 percentile, you would literally have gaps of like a thousand RDPS, right? So like when you, and, and SE has to balance both for the common and highest denominators. And it's like, how do you do that with a selfish job in a category like that? It works for melees because melees, you know, the, the gap isn't that big, right? The most, the most, uh, I guess RDPS heavy melee is Dragoon with Dragon Sight Lenny. And that's like barely over a thousand if, if, if over at all, right? Um, but it's also really weird too because like the thing about Fizz Range as a whole is that it's an easy category, right? They're all easy jobs. And that kind of goes into the design philosophy of, hey, uh, we're going to balance jobs on like two big factors, what they bring and uh, how easy they are to play, right? Like the two biggest factors that they base things off of. And it's like we look at melees. I mean, melees overall rotational, I mean, they're fairly in between intermediates. You know, some have high skill caps like, um, I mean, that's subjective. But anyways... Uh, like you have melees, which are, you know, they have a higher skill ceiling than, than, than fizz range, right? So it kind of works out in their favor too, because they can like kind of balance for that damage wise. Um, they can't do that for range. They can't. Uh, it's one of those weird situations where it's like, mm. uh, it's kind of the same with summoner as well as like summoner's rotation is so easy that like, even if it didn't have a battle raise, SC probably wouldn't make it do a lot of damage. Uh, so, uh, like melee doesn't really have that issue. Um, and then casters, I mean, caster utility is kind of, Nah, like in Bolden's not that strong, at least comparative to That's Dancer and Bard. Nice. I'm talking about like 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 uh, like in Bolden and Sin. Oh like yeah, so yeah, like they don't uh, really bring as much as like three percent for thirty seconds and in Bolden, mm -hmm. yeah, they don't have a whole lot. Yeah, it's like five six hundred RDPS, I think, maybe eight hundred on the high end, but it's not very it's not very much is the point, right? So the fact that you have these art like the like if they really wanted to, I think the best way to do it is either to give machinists a, a raid buff or you have to Drastic, drastically nerf the contribution that Dancer and Bard can bring. Um, both of which I think I prefer the, the first one, giving machines to raid buff, because I think that part of what makes Bard and Dancer interesting is the fact that they have such heavy emphasis on, you know, your party, right? How good it is. Yeah. I, I think the raid buff is the way forward. Um, because if you look at how they're designing with like difficulty correlating to amount of damage, if you wanted Machinists to fit the Black Mage role, it would have to, it, it would need to just do a bunch of damage to be able to be viable there. But if you wanted to justify that, I think we can all agree Machinists shouldn't do as much damage as Black Mage, because then why bring Black Mage? Then Machinists is an easy job, it, it would be free. So, if you wanted it to fill that role, not only would you have to buff its damage a lot, but then you'd also have to change the playstyle to justify that. Like, suddenly gone Machinists mage, would have to be gone a... Mage, gone, mage, gone, mage. Yeah, it, it'd have <laughs> to be it, a difficult job. It. But, 
to to that, I just say like if that's what you want to play, then go play Black Mage. Because again, this this goes back to what I said earlier. If they change the job itself to fit a role, they're taking away from the people that are enjoying it right now. When there are other jobs in the game that might be exactly like what they intend to change it to. So I think Machinist as it is, just you could fit it into the meta by giving them a raid buff, an offensive raid buff, without changing the rotation. Like, for example, what I said before, you just make the Queen Autos do um, the the 5% vol that they had on the, the hypercharge with Auto Turret in the past. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, Machinist used to have a buff... Um, Effectively, they just had a 30-second 5% buff, which was actually really strong. Um, they can just kind of do that again. Like, the the way it worked was you had your your minion out, and you would buff it, so every time it hit the boss, it would put a 5-second vol. It would do that for 20 seconds. Was it No, 10 seconds. It was a 10-second no, so, vol, so but it could do it on every single order. I thought it was, like, 5 seconds, but it refreshed every 3. I don't remember. I think, it was 10, I think it was 10 seconds but it refreshed on every auto, and it would do it for 20 seconds. So it was effectively 30 seconds of 5% vol. But basically, Machinist did have that offensive utility in the past. Um, and so I, I think if they just slap that on Machinist and then rebalance their damage, they could keep the exact same playstyle that people currently enjoy, like Seren, and also make it viable. So I, I think that's at least the immediate short-term solution which I think would be pretty easy for them to implement, just literally put a Voln on the, the Queen attacks. And then it might also be interesting, because the more gauge you have on Queen, the longer the Voln lasts. That could be that's interesting. That's not how it works anymore. It's 12 yeah. seconds flat now. Oh, wait, it's that's right. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot about that change. So it's, I mean, okay, so I it wouldn't mean, be I mean, like that, that but that would, that would make it consistent. Yeah, it would make it consistent, which I was going to say, like, if it was variable, then the devs are like, oh, no, we don't want that. So they probably wouldn't do that. But if it's a consistent timer, then, yeah, I think the next step is just put a Voln on it. So it's like, you know, if it's 10 seconds refreshed on every attack, then you get effectively 22 seconds. And I I think that's fine. I think that would make them viable in the current Fizz range role, and they might just need to um, adjust their potencies a little bit to make up for the fact that they're now buffing with everyone. Yeah, Two-minute so... buffing with everyone. Yeah, I mean, you also run into the issue, like you said, you could technically make machines like a gun mage increase the skill ceiling, but the issue with that is then it becomes black mage, and the issue with Castor the Castor one now is that black mage is, like, so much harder than both summoner and red mage, that to the point where it's it's pretty unbalanced, because there's, like, the thing is, black mage will always just do more damage than both summoner and red mage, just because it's it's a high, higher skill ceiling, um, and... Which is really worrying to me because I wonder what they're going to do next expansion because either they have to increase the skill ceiling of Summoner Red Mage to compensate, assuming they get rid of the Battle Rays. And maybe this is one of the reasons why they get, get rid of the Battle Rays because they knew that if they got rid of the Battle Rays, they'd have to increase the DPS. And it's like, how do you, how do you put Summoner Red Mage on the same pedestal as Black Mage when it comes to this, like, uh, class difficulty? And it's like, you really can't. Because Black Mage, like I said in Mock Talk, it's like, I don't really base things off difficulty when it comes to skill ceiling. I base things off effort. And the thing is, Black Mage requires way more effort than both Summoner and Red Mage just optimize. That's just objective, right? Like, difficulty is always going to be subjective, but but the amount of effort that you have to put into a job to maximize its capabilities is always going to be objective. Um, yeah. And Black Mage is, is like, far and ahead in terms of that. And it's like, if you give machines the same role, it's like, it, it just becomes the same issue. It's like, you can't, it, it becomes annoying to balance because... Now you're playing a. If you give machines like a high high skill ceiling, then what's dancer and bard? You know. 
I'll, I'll weigh you one more issue for next expansion. Pretty likely we're getting a new caster DPS. <laughs> I mean, they should. I think, honestly, I think it's a good idea because the thing is, historically, every time they, they end on an even number, like healers, it's tanks. Balanced, yeah. It's the most balanced, yeah. And then oh, yeah. they could, they could become, they, they could come with like an archetype of, if they do another Fizz ranged or caster, you could make another selfish one. And now you have competition, right? You could have a selfish machinist and a selfish other new Fizz ranged or a selfish black mage and a selfish new caster, right? That way you have two utilities in each role and two selfish DPS in each role. So like, that's not a bad idea, assuming they do it right. <laughs> This, this one's selfish DPS. I really just don't hate the idea of, yeah. Yeah. The only way that these selfish, like, the only reason Black Mage can exist is because of the wild card role in a party. But if, if parties were seven men and it was, and you, you were bringing one of each role for the 1%, then the balance would be completely out of whack. But then if you, so I think if you've got then two selfish casters and two selfish fizz ranged, then they're both competing for the wildcard spot. So they, they need to be justifiably difficult within their role to, to do that much damage as well as contributing the same amount of damage. Like basically, yeah. if machinists wanted to compete for that spot, they have to do as much as Black Mage and they have to have the effort required to justify doing that. That was kind of my point though. It's like, if you make, the thing is right now in an odd, like in a, in a sense that of Black Mage, right? Like you have a high skill ceiling job that is selfish and doesn't bring any rage utility, and you have two two fairly easier to play jobs uh, and jobs that bring utility. Right? Thing is, if if you add like a a second like a selfish DPS to that role, you can be in a position where you can also you can you can create a job that has a higher skill ceiling than the other two. Uh, in this case, Red Mage Summoner that can compete with Black Mage, and then now you have a fairly well balanced like role, right? And then you could do the same with with machinists in, in essence, where you increase the, you increase machinists' skill ceiling very slightly, and then you now have another selfish DPS in the same role in a fizz range role, and you also give that a very similar skill ceiling. And now you have uh, you know bard and dancer, which are going to be the very slightly easier, uh, I guess, as fizz range roles that bring utility. And you're going to have two selfish uh, fizz range who have a higher skill ceiling and do a little bit more damage, but. Then again, it's like, it comes down to the same issue, because like, I feel like as long as Dancer and Bard do as much uh, raid buff contribution as they do, there's probably no balancing it. No, you just have to, Machinist has to conform to as if it was going to fill only the one of the three guaranteed slots mm -hmm. at that point. So, yeah. that's that's the direction I think they end up taking it. I don't think they end up doubling down on, on Selfish Machinist. I, I think it's going to roll back... To being, and I mean, Heaven's Word Machinist, unironically one of the better iterations of Machinist, even if it was Gun Mage and not everyone was a super big fan. But it had, I mean, it, it, it literally played into exactly what the Fizz Range role is now. They, they gave it a damage utility, they gave it a defensive utility, and they called it a fucking day. And everybody either played Bard or Machinist, and they both did good. Bard was cracked as fuck, but it didn't stop Machinist from being in the party. Back then. Actually, kind yeah. of, kind of funny. You had both it. of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Kind of, it's kind of funny you brought up Heavens of Machinists because the thing is, is like I like to always say this because I feel like it's true. It's like when you look at Heavens of Machinists, it was like designed for Caspars, and then like halfway through, they were like, okay, well, we can't have one Fizz range that has a Caspar and one doesn't, and it really feels like they just tacked it on Bard because like the thing is, Bard wasn't even really 
playable until like halfway through when they added or when they fixed the TP changes for Fane. Because like until you could use Fane in your rotation, like playing that job was so clunky. Or like I feel like as a Heavensward machinist, like the job flowed fairly well just because the way the proc system worked with your uh, cast bars, it would nullify it. Yep. And you also could like technically take off Gospel. It was essentially a, a triple cast game. equivalent. The ammo you could use mm-hmm. is a triple cast equivalent to what Black Mage is now. Yeah, like it was definitely a weird situation. I feel like people like to lump in Machinist with Bard, but I think Machinist was definitely way better designed in Heavensward than Bard was. Like it actually felt okay to use. Bard was just still cracked the fuck out. Like double, double. That's the only expense. Like double range was popular in Realm Reborn because everyone fucking sucked at the game. So just having two full uptime jobs, you know, running double Bard was like a completely reasonable thing back then. Double range fizz in Heavensward was good because both the jobs were fucking cracked out of their minds, and had raid utility on top of it. So it was like it was such a different landscape to what we have now. And then you have healers who just exist right now. Hey, I like playing Sage. Yeah, I mean, Sage is in a really weird spot because it's like, comparatively to Scholar, it's like 10% behind in the ceiling, which is like kind of crazy to think about. Uh, it also has 45 seconds. I still don't know why what's it's called is 45 seconds. Um, Phlegma. Which one? Oh, Phlegma? Yeah, but it's like, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, even though Sage is so far behind Scholar, it's like... Healing capabilities of Sage is like so much bigger, uh, to where it's like, man, if Sage even did close to the amount of damage Scholar did, like, how would that even be balanced? Because like the thing is, if you want a Scholar to do good damage, they literally can't heal outside their fairy in recitation every ninety seconds. Like you look at any speed call log, like they're doing like three k HPS, and you look at any top Sage <laughs> log, and they're all doing like literally double, if not more. Yeah, like it's 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 actually insane, like the healer like HPS difference. And it's just because say, a scholar has is in a position where it has to deal with uh, energy drain, and it's like, okay, well that's 100% going next expansion. And if they don't, I would be I would be very Again? surprised. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's no way a like yeah no there's I no agree. way ED stays. I, I agree. After seeing Sage, you really see how much energy drain doesn't need to be there, especially if it give, if it's if it still gives MP, sure, but it doesn't. So. It was different when it gave yeah. MP. Now it just it kind of <laughs> just exists. Yeah, imagine dissipating for 300 potency and just not having your fair. <laughs> yeah. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Scholar gets a rework next expansion just because, I mean, I feel like it has to if they want to get rid of the Aether Flow. I also would like, like to if... see them do something else with the Fae Gauge because the Fae Gauge is... <laughs> yeah, I think it's Prime. I think it's up there on the uh, Prime list of reworks. Yeah. I would like Because I feel like the, the, only, the only way they could get rid of ED is by reworking the job. Otherwise, like, even though technically... You have a 1.5 second cast bar, it still would feel pretty bad to just, like, sit on Aetherflow until you need it, or just dump Lustrates and then use Aetherflow every 60 seconds. Like, it kind of works out with Sage because, like, I guess you don't really need to dump, essentially, since it's on a 20 second, like, it's on a 20 second timer, right? So, like, you get a stack every 20 seconds, whereas, like, Scholar, you get all three instantly and you can, like, just chill. If, in that whole 60 second period and yeah you know whatever sage sage reminds me of like now 20 second lily white mage where if a fight has nothing that i like really need to use lilies on i'm just like all right i guess i'm just gonna fucking press one of them just so mm-hmm. it happened <laughs> i was having to me in p6s today because i had an astro who was fucking cracked out on their on their healing optimization i was like you don't i don't fucking i just care a what the fuck else am i supposed to use this on 
I'm just sitting at three, like, fuck it. I'm just going to throw the single target one. I just got to get rid of one. I can't fucking have it anymore. Oh, man. No, we don't need to talk about Physic on Summoner. It's there, and we can move on. Mm. It's not a balance issue. Yeah. I don't I don't think they balance around <laughs> Summoner having Physic. Maybe if it actually scaled off intelligence. Yeah, if it was like Vircure, it would be really yeah. strong. Because yeah, Vircure is really good in yeah. ultimates. It is, uh, it is especially, like, especially because of all the downtime mechanics, it's like, oh, yeah. I can actually be another <laughs> healer during downtime mechanics. I remember when we thought in the in the action job action trailer, we, we thought that that magic barrier was like Medica. We were like, oh, mm. don't even fucking tell me. Now they're actually are like full blown like healers in downtime. <laughs> that was a scary thing. Can you imagine if they fucking gave them Medica a Medica? Equipment? That would be insane. <laughs> Dude, healers would. Oh my god, they'd just be like, no, yeah, you fucking do it. I don't care. Yep. I'm saving MP for the next phase. I'll do it when the boss actually hitting us. You fucking take care of it right now. It'd be really cool if a uh, summoner could stockpile resources from Phoenix Windows. Like, uh, I guess unlock, like give them a button to put on the hop bar, especially since they have nothing on the hop bar in the first place, so it's fine. <laughs> like, give them, sure. <laughs> give them a button that, like, lets you do, like, a, something like a, an endom or, like, a single target heal. Like, I mean, they have Rekindle, but, oh. like, give them something else that lets them stockpile it past their Phoenix window <laughs> that lets them use it to, like, I guess, help out the healers, right? Cause that's, that's cool utility that's interactive. And something that's like interesting to to utilize, right? Yeah. Um, and that would also technically kind of fit the the summoner role because like summoner right now is like it's like a weird it's it's in a weird spot where it's like they want it to be like the the healer focused uh like like a caster with the way Phoenix Regen works and they also have Rekindle now and they have Titan Shields for themselves or Radiant Aegis whatever it's called now it's like basically like a mini mana ward except on a sixty second cooldown you can Stack, to, stack up to two of them. It's like they kind of want it to be like this weird healer kind of, I guess, archetype for the caster, where they're making red mage a little bit more barrier focused with like magic barrier and, and I guess for rays and I guess I mean Vercure is really strong too. It's really weird how they actually didn't fix physics to be like Vercure. Interesting. I wonder why since they're not technically connected anymore. It might actually really just be spaghetti code because it's copy paste yeah. from Skull. Yep. I mean maybe yeah because yeah. Oh, man, you know what you just made me think of? You know what's going to happen next expansion, right? All the single target, well, among other things. strictly single target utilities are going to end up being AoE utilities. Every single one, you're going to see Dragon Sight no longer be one. Because that's because oh. if I think of anything that people have complained about for a long time, that will lead to an eventual result. It's to, like rekindle Dragon Sight. Uh, and also, we talked about gear funneling. The dance partner is going to go away. It's just standard stuff's going to be one yeah. percent for everyone, and you're just going to have to maintain it. I'm calling it. But then you have to you have to ask yourself, like, is that the direction that you want? No, to it's, go it's, it's it, not. It seems like, but yeah, the, it seems like the devs are going down this path, and everyone's just going, no, no, stop, don't, don't do that. We don't want that. But it seems like the devs are just like head in the sand, just very happily making these changes. And I I don't know what we as players can even do about that. Like we're we're talking about it right now, and maybe that does something. But it just feels <laughs> like the devs have kind of just been doing what they want for a long time. I feel the like what demographic they is complaining. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, well, that's the thing is uh, they're doing what they want, but it is in response to what people are saying. It's just the wrong answer. 
That's that's yeah. No, I mean the, the slide that makes perfect sense because people are like, oh, these buffs are misaligned. It's really frustrating to try to learn how to play it. So what do they do? They automatically align every buff. That's it, mm-hmm. it's 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 cause and effect. We just don't like the effect. Is it the wrong answer or is it the wrong feedback? Wrong question. I don't think I don't think there needed yeah. to be an answer. Like, to, yeah. my response to that would be. You don't have to sync up raid buffs. The everything is balanced around not needing to do that. That's a nice to have. It's not a necessity. Yeah, but still, that doesn't change. That doesn't change that it is. These things are always answers to like everyone says. Dragon yeah, sight's I mean, yeah, annoying. It's... Nobody likes using rekindle. Like it's these are things people say. So if everyone's complaining about the single target skill, what is the line? There's things the some people say. A lot of people really don't like, like, Dragon Sight, cause they, cause the problem is, they don't like Dragon Sight, and they don't like Rekindle, and they don't like the, and they don't like whatever single target ability they have to, because they, if they want to use them efficiently, they either have to drop their target and use it, or they have to macro it. So, dropping the target sucks, macros suck. But I guarantee you, it's not, let's make macros more responsive, the answer, it's fuck it, let's just make it AUE. <laughs> Another one was uh, the response to melees complaining about losing GCDs because yeah. they have to peel off. Big ass, and big so they, ass boxes, yeah. It's like a knee-jerk reaction to the feedback, but I don't... Maybe I'm wrong, but it, at least from the place that I was coming from and like when I heard it, it's not like people are saying, I want to be able to hit the bots. It's just like, oh, I've lost the GCD. But it's like it's it's more like they're just having a reaction yeah. to losing the GCD. They're mm-hmm. not saying, I want the game to change so that this becomes easy because... Like you and me both happy. We now we said it before. Like oh, it's just kind of boring now. Like yeah. It, yeah. obviously, I never wanted big hitboxes, yeah. but it, mm-hmm. the fact that it's there now, I think a lot of people are probably saying, oh well, it's just kind of no effort now. I don't really have to think. There's two extremes to this. There's I can hit the boss all the okay. time, and then there's conflagration. So yeah, <laughs> you gotta land. I think everyone wants. So that's a, that's the thing. <laughs> to that, like conflagration is the type of mechanic where, in a lot of fights, you're able to move the boss to strategize, and you like you know you go into diagrams and you figure out perfect pixel perfect angles and things. And it's like okay, yeah, we can actually get uptime here. But conflagration was one where it's like nope, this mechanic just makes the tanks run away for ten seconds, and you just have to throw your ranged ability. <sighs> Like, yeah, if you want to hit the boss, one of you is going to have to tank LB, but if you mistime it, everyone dies, and it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's a, that sort of goes back to fight design, where I think they really need to move back into allowing players to strategize around how they position the boss. I think that can also allow them to be more creative with mechanics as well, because all of a sudden you've got a whole lot of different solutions to the same problem depending on where you put the boss, and that can be better or worse for a team, and that can also affect the outcome of prog. Or, like, the world race, at least, and then sort of everyone progging after that is copy-pasting whatever the top group does, for better or worse. Bro, I put fucking pr- Hot Ones Pringles in front of my cat to scare him away, and he's like, give them to me. I was like, well, are you gonna, you're going to die. Why do you want this? <laughs> Sorry. In my experience in the past, like for like the more casual uh, groups, uh, that when it comes to like positioning and stuff, like I feel like you say, "Oh God, it's probably gonna happen again." Yeah, I can um, see the power flickering. Yep. Uh, you say that like people would strategize around positioning. I, I feel like most casual groups, somebody would like oh, usually one person would in either one or two people would end up suffering, um, and they would just be like, "Well." 
until we figure something else out, I guess we have to do this. So, um, I think if we ever, centering, oh, no, you keep going. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, with bosses centering as well, that's just another response. Like, bosses go middle, bosses have huge hitboxes because of reactions of bad tanking, basically, where the boss is out of position, people can't hit the boss, and so the devs are like, okay, we don't want that to be a thing anymore, we're just going to make the boss move itself. But that also mm. pigeonholes them into how they can design mechanics, where now it's all just geometry puzzles, basically. There's there's not random things going on, and you have to figure out how you can make all the pieces fit. It's just like this is the puzzle, this is mm. the solution. For the most part, there's 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 always exceptions, like a couple of different ways you can do it. But for the most part, the devs um, are just designing geometry puzzles now because the boss is always in the middle, and it's like, how do we make this interesting? Okay, let's just put random safe spots, different rotations. Uh, by rotation, I mean like the mechanic being rotated. So like you know, you have to be north, south, or east, west, that sort of thing. But it's it just means that you kind of do the same thing every single time. There's no real variance. It's just a, a question and answer basically. Yeah, is this is this splits, is this four party is this light parties, is this is this is everyone spread, is it protean, is it you know, clock spots, is it <laughs> it's a checklist. You go through each one and you figure out which one it is. I think there's room for both types of design. Like, if you go back to Heavensward and A Realm Reborn, it was a very different type of design. Like you said, Happy, where the the mechanics kind of just... It's the same sort of things, but it, they just keep piling onto the chaos. And I, I think that's probably more WoW-esque style of design. Um, it, I could be wrong, because I haven't rated no, high-end in WoW. Well, WoW, it depends. Some fights are just, like, mishmashes of bullshit, but most most good fights in WoW have a continuity to them, where something you learn in an earlier phase is still useful to you later. You just yeah. now yeah. have to do something else on top of that. I think the best example of that is probably Turn 8 to this day. Um, turn 8 Savage is, I think, still to this day, one of the best design fights they've ever made i think so as well yeah it's insane how well that fight is the only thing that fight didn't have age well is it didn't have a dps check even back then because the way savage was done it's just the dps checks were like null and void outside of i guess technically turn five savage because i uh, turned six savage because people tried to skip the third set of bees so they like made a dps check for themselves in a sense um yeah turn six is also a good example because it's like they it, both the normal and savage, they they give you just a couple of mechanics. Um, you know, like the, you have the the bramble patches, you have the thorns, you have the bees, and you might figure out how to solve that one mechanic. It's like, okay, this is easy, but then the devs are like, but can you do it with this? And then they throw another thing at you, and all of a sudden you have to rethink about it, and it just becomes more and more chaotic. So I like that. Yeah, that is very different from design now. I would like to have both, because yeah. I think there are people that like current design, there are people that like old design, I would like to for them to move back. It, just, you know, have a bit of both. Mix them yeah. up, and then everyone's There's happy. Room. There's room. And I'm sure someone would argue that now they still do that, like natural alignment 2 versus natural alignment 1 is there's a chance that they're reversed, you know, or high yeah. concept 2, you are also solving for the lasers, and you're solving for... uh the Ifrit and the Garudas going in the Phoenix. So it's not that they don't do it, but the method of which it's achieved is entirely different now. And it's some, it's a momentary increase in difficulty and not a, a whole fight increase in difficulty. Yeah. So yeah, 
that's uh yeah no that's 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 on point and i think once you have things like that that makes the designs that aren't pure two-minute designs for jobs it really makes them stand out. it they, again we, we the reason we have to keep going back and forth on those on the topics of fight design and job design is because they just are they're parasitic to one another they they coexist yep. so this the what way it's done now is a result of the two-minute design and the two-minute design is a result of them moving in this direction with fight design yeah, so. and that kind of goes back to Black Mage as well and the, the topic of effort for reward. Because mm-hmm. um, Black Mage, and talking about, uh, you you mentioned, um, uh, what is it, Gun Mage as well. Effort tends to come from um, mobility, basically. Like, what is Black Mage if you're just standing there hitting a, a training dummy? Like, it's actually not that hard. The reason it's difficult is because once you have to worry about needing to move in the future, uh, you, you have to stockpile um, resources, you can't just press things on cooldown, you have to actually forward plan a little bit. That's where the difficulty comes from. And so if you wanted, like, how do you do that on a fizz range if you can just run around freely? Mm-hmm. You also like stuff like the paradox rotation, <laughs> or whatever it's called, with the, or transpose, I mean, sorry. rotation too for Monk, fucking kill me. Yeah, like the transpose thing where it's like, I mean, did SC, you know, bounce for that? And part of me thinks they did because I feel like, I mean, Yoshi P, I remember Yoshi P knew about last expansion, so I'm surprised. I think we all actually, I think most black mages kind of thought they were going to get rid of it this expansion because, I mean, it was pretty obscure tech. It's still, uh, it's, it's still exists, so it's kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's obscure. I I think the reason why they don't really care is because it's it's obscure and, and the difference maker is, it's it's not really much of one. You know, it's it's at least something if you're a high level black mage to kind of sink your teeth into, maybe as opposed yeah, to true, the black mage was, also, it was still good even if you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, but is that I guess the thing is this technically makes the gap even bigger than it already is. So it's like, is that balance? You well, know? the way I look at it is is. If they were at the point where the where the skill balance was an issue, then this is not anything they would even come close to learning in the first place. It's like the last thing you learn when you're trying to like pick up a job, you know, or when you're trying to pick up black mage. If you can't do the thing before it, you can't even get to the point where this is a consideration. And doing this while not being good at the rest of the stuff does not make up for it in any capacity. No, it just increases yeah. the ceiling, the potential. Yeah, it's but it's such like it's such like a minor increase that I don't think they care much about like addressing it in any capacity. That's it. I think that's the only reason. Sly, you doing all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... You got plenty of supplies there, I'd assume. Yeah, yeah, I'm prepared. All right, good. What, uh, what category is it? What was just, uh, tropical storm, oh. wasn't it? It should. Oh. Yeah, it's either like tropical storm or as it leaves North Carolina, tropical depression. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not like so, when it rips through like, Florida. Huh. No, no, no. It's just like a little bit of wind, a little, like a lot of rain. Yeah. Maybe some flooding in areas. Rain. So. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm in California. I haven't seen rain. In yeah. Fucking <laughs> <years>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it looks like anymore. So I just. And ever, then ever I get like, I step outside and like the side of the building, like water is like dripping out the side. I'm just like, did I miss it? 
It's like a fucking <laughs> mythical creature, like the Loch Ness monster. Did this? Did it happen? The ground doesn't look wet. What? It must be sewage. In other words, get the shit off me. All right. Our discussion has gone on for almost three hours at this point. Yeah. <laughs> a little okay. bit extension, but, uh. A little it was extension. Fun. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was That's good. okay. Yeah. It's been good. Sly. You are, <laughs> you're just losing power over there. We're try, trying to get you out of this. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. He's just, he's well, just been trying to absorb things. it all the whole time. Talk about healers. There's shit I don't want to do after this. There's shit you don't want to? Oh, like Final Fantasy XI? No. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Don't say that. Don't be okay with that. I am okay with it. Stop it. After all the fucking time that you gave me grief, now you're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's it's cozy. Fucking Christ. Kill me. Kill me, this, this gentleman. Gundam. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no, we should actually wind down because I also uh, could certainly go for cooking no. some food. Yeah, I think if if anyone yeah. introduced another topic, we'll then be here another hour. It would be plus one hour. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good. Because I mean, think we pretty much talked about all the roles. I think the only thing we didn't really touch upon too much is probably tanks. But even then, talk about something like Paladin. So Paladin is really the major top because because Warrior still kind of gets a pass even like now like ever since ever since the buffs I'd say actually the only major topic we didn't touch upon is how they address power because it used to be that you could you could buff the like one two three combos of jobs and it would actually be a pretty reasonable thing and now it's such a non-factor because most of the time you don't even press those buttons during your highest damage variance time in the fight yep so like Warrior they buffed the the path combo and like what uh, upheaval recently or something, and it's yeah. like that's nice. Well, actually, for warrior, it's okay a little bit because that brings because they already yeah yeah because they're they consider their burst to be strong already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they can bring up that, but for most jobs, that doesn't really solve the issue. I think that also goes to show with what they buffed on paladin. They focused on the things that would be during yeah, but that also windows, yeah that just forces you into always having requiscat during raid buffs now. Like it's it, the the funneling, like the the pigeonholing of job design is already happening with the changes they're making to Paladin. Yeah. Like yeah, the you you have the the weird things you can do in the rotation, but already it's it's becoming more did you crit your requiscat under burst? Everything else is starting yeah. to just completely pale in comparison. I, I even on Monk I see that dude. You fucking Phantom Rush on Monk. It's like ah, twenty eight k. Oh, one hundred and ten k. It's like fuck yeah. you, fuck you. Again, game. that's a that's that's a thing I brought up in my document, which is just numbers are all relative. I mentioned how four hundred potency in Heavenswood was a lot, yeah. and like when people were hitting ten k numbers for the first time, like you. I remember critting a, a, a death flare for 10k. Uh, maybe this was end of a realm reborn, might have been Fester, I can't remember. But basically, like, first time you hit that number, it's like, yeah, it feels good. It's like, wow, we're finally hitting these big numbers. But everything else was kind of just trailing behind, like, you know, 7k, 6k. It's not that big of a difference. So, yeah, people can get a dopamine rush when they, they crit a Hiosho worth 1690 potency. But it feels so bad. It feels so much worse when it doesn't crit. Like I, I feel like they could they could squash everything down so it still feels good when you crit your biggest potency, but doesn't feel anywhere near as bad when you don't. Can we just blame direct hit? Yeah, that yes. Okay. We didn't even talk about direct hit. 
I, just to quickly summarise my thoughts, I think direct hit should straight up be crit damage instead. Separate the, the exponential scaling on crit, because yeah. it, crit it buffs your damage. rate and your damage, yeah. and just turn direct hit into crit damage instead. Then, then we have to so get you have two linearization because then everyone just still wants crit direct hit, but they're now they're different stats. That's true, but that's that's a different. There you go, just down the fucking rabbit hole. We end up going yep. for another fucking hour. There it is. And I'm yeah, sure I was trying to be quick about healer. it. I mean, you guys are also on the role that don't innately have it, which is a whole other topic as well. The idea of tanks yeah. healers being able to use it even though they don't have it on gear. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. uh arguably something they should address again as well, but I think your remaining options are not the most exciting either. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, next expansion, Direct Hit's going to be gone, Tenacity's going to have its damage buffed, and Piety's going to have damage tied to it. Call it. Call it now. Call it. But it's really weird how they haven't tied... I actually thought it was funny, because I mentioned them like giving Piety a Tenacity treatment where you increase the MP regeneration, but also give like a very slight edge of damage. Not to the not to the point where it's stronger than debt, like slightly below like tenacity was, right? So that way you still have some value. Because like right now, healers are in a worse spot where like piety is completely useless, right? At least tenacity is like somewhat of a damage stat still. But piety is like literally a dead stat. So like if you don't need the MP, then like even something like debt spell speed will be better than a crit piety piece. So it's like like just that's just how bad piety is. And like the thing is, like, no fight outside prog really utilizes that need of MP anyways, because you can run, like, mid-Piety on every job and be fine, or every healer and be fine still. But, yeah, Piety is in a pretty weird situation right now. Dude, in, in, in Bojda, I was like, yo, give me... I just want all... If I can get Piety... If, if, if Piety worked on things, like, in Eureka and Bojda, I'm like, please, I have to rest so many people. Mm -hmm. Please. <laughs> That's it. Sticks, it's, in, it? <laughs> it's in fucking casual content where you want Piety, because you're like, I just... I have so many reses. I can't. Please stop dying. Please, it's week 124, man, I know, but please, just look at the boss. It's telling you how to do it, I swear. Tenacity is interesting as well, because it, it doesn't really offer enough mitigation to actually be worth bringing. And not enough damage. But, but if, it, if it did, let's just say that Tenacity was did actually make a difference um, for, for mitigation, then you get a similar situation like we had at the beginning of Stormblood, where tanks want to bring strength accessories, because it does more damage, but... Everyone else is like, no, you, you need to be tanky. Like, I don't think the devs want people to be forced into doing something that is suboptimal in a, a weird way. Like, it, I don't think the devs care about passing, but at the same time, they seem to design around... They don't want people to have to do something suboptimal. So, like, with... I don't think you can really make tenacity so worth... Um, bringing for mitigation because people are not going to want to. But, um, I mean, it's the whole vitality melds thing as well. Like, people yeah. don't like doing that, and you always get arguments about it. So I don't think you can really make tenacity viable in that way because it just creates the same problem and the same discussion. I wonder what, hap what would happen if they just put three substats on everything. So, like, you have... So I, every job, I think, has four substats technically they can go between like whether or not you like them is a different story yeah the um, two standard ones yeah and then you know obviously it ends up being okay crit and then how do i how do how do i hit how do i hit the right tiers like what if you so you know every piece is like the dominant stat is that is capped out and then you have the the minor stat which is at like a slightly reduced value what if you then introduce a third like you just take one of the other two remaining stats and you just put it as like a super reduced value 
I wonder what happens then. If and then every one of them mm-hmm. has something damage related tied to it, but they all also have their own stat tiers to think about. It's kind of like um Faint and Adel in a way, where now you get half value of the opposite damage type. Mm-hmm. And having gone from Paladin to Gunbreaker as well, I I get that same feeling where Heart of Light is just not compatible in the same places where Veil is because of different damage types. And I was thinking, oh man, I I could have a free use here, but it doesn't actually do anything. Well, obviously, there's never free uses because, like, you, you min-max the uptime. But it's like there are certain things that hit where it's like, if I could at least get a 5% value for pressing it here, that would be nice. Just because it's the wrong damage type. Yeah. I mean, I think there are solutions. The problem is just do the solutions match what the dev team has shown us they want to do? And the answer to that is most of the time, no. Yeah. So, like, maybe what, like, somebody said, what if Tenacity increased specifically the power of your defensive cooldowns? Like Rampart and and Vengeance and whatnot, you know? Yeah, but then again, the risk is making it so viable yep. that you have to compromise it's gonna the damage. Have, listen, if crit's been allowed to be that way for years, I think another stat can be allowed to be that way. You know what's really funny? I know you played a Rummy Born. Uh, dude, Debt was broken in a Rummy Born, and then they nerfed it in Heaven's Word. But they, crit's like literally been the same way. Why haven't they nerfed crit at some point? It doesn't make any sense. I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, crit, crit got buffed crit, crit, when they they made it scale. Well, even before they made it scale, like crit crit was like something that nobody really. What it used to be that crit wasn't good at the start of an expansion because you couldn't get enough of it, but it was a linearly scaling stat. And then as you got towards the end of the expansion, um, you got enough of it to make it outscale something like determination. That doesn't happen anymore. Now it's just crit right out the gate from the expansion because it's just good the whole time. <laughs> yeah. The- I mean, we saw that in Stormblood, where at the beginning, direct hit was king. You couldn't have enough crit to justify having it, but then in Sigma Scape, people started to hit that, I think, 3.2 or 3.6k threshold of how much you needed for it to be viable, and everyone switched over. And I I thought that was kind of interesting, like, you did hit a point within the expansion where you you made some decisions around what gear you wanted to pick up, like, tome-wise, what you wanted, like, how do I hit this crit tier if I can't, then I'll keep with the direct hit until I can. And I expected them to scale back crit again in Shadowbringers, but we started Shadowbringers in crit tier, and it just got worse from there, and then we started Endwalker still in crit tier, and it's continued to get worse. Yeah, I think it's uh, given how few stats we have and how different, and how not different they are, I think if there was a way to balance it in such a way where you could go three ways with gear, you could crit stack, which gives you the greatest variance, which means you'll probably hit the highest numbers, but you might also hit the lowest numbers. Direct hit where you get a, you get tiny peaks and valleys, but you still there's like a baseline of how like close your damage is, so there's less damage variance, but your peaks aren't as high. Um, and then you have speed where it's just kind of it's more of a preferential kind of thing. I wonder if there's a way to hit a proper balance where players can actually choose between the three, and it's not detrimental in any capacity. Because I think well, I think like the stats, I don't think the stats need to be more interesting. I think the player just needs to have the choice of which one they want to go. I think that's most yeah. evident with samurai, where the difference between speed samurai and crit samurai. And black, black mage, mage as well. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Like yeah. There's there's always going to be best or worst, but black mage is interesting because you can actually slightly change the playstyle depending on the stat yeah. that you bring, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. You have the option of doing what you're comfortable with. Like it, speed speed black mage is more comfortable. You have more lenience. And like, you know, you can, you can get extra GCDs here and there within a window. Yeah. And yeah, those GCDs might not be worth as much, but it's still perfectly viable. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like with Speed, like Speed Summoner is pretty popular right now, but unfortunately Speed Summoner is also the antithesis of the two-minute buff window because it... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because of the way that it interacts with Bahamut and, and Phoenix. But I think the thought process is you get you get enough more, enough more times casting them that it ends up just being yeah. better. And they're also, everything is high potency. Even their non-burst windows are pretty high potency, so... I think it ends up being interesting. I don't know. It's just, it's things like, I'd, I'd prefer to have to make decisions like that. Or be able to make decisions and them not inherently be wrong. Like, Crit Black Mage had a better peak, but Spell Speed Black Mage was super, like, it, it was the more used across the board. Just because of what it meant in terms of consistency for play. So, if they could strike that balance with more jobs, I think that would be ideal. But the way yeah. the jobs are designed right now, it's literally not possible. And the, It doesn't work because yeah. you need... The highest damage. Like, if something is better, it's just straight better, and that's what yeah, you want. Exactly. So, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see, I, again, so we don't go any longer. I am curious to see where it goes. But right now, how it is, there's no reason to think it's gonna go that way. That's all. Yeah. That's it. Okay, seriously though, it's, it, we're now, mm-hmm. it's been 13 minutes since <laughs> I last said that we were going to yeah. <laughs> And I'm getting yeah, all hungry. Right. So. All right. I'm, I am going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bang the gavel on this one and say the show is done. <laughs> okay. It's a good show. It was a yeah. good show. It was a yeah. good show. Yeah. We have to have a nice long discussion about a very heated topic in a civil manner. And most people don't get that. So I'm, I'm glad, glad we got it. Before we wrap up, we do have some things. Thank you to our sponsors again. Steel Series, Every Plate, Advanced GG. And Patreon, of course. We love all of you. You don't have to support us, but you choose to. So thank you. Uh, and our guests also, thank you for taking the time. Not only making thank yourself you available so at a different time than you may be, but also in the case of Momo, two weeks in a row, despite the short notice. Yeah. Yeah. So. My man. You know what, though? My man. Zeph, first time on the show. Thank you. Is all your contributions to the discussion. Yeah, thanks for were having me. Fantastic. Is your first time? Yes. Yes, yeah, it's first yep, time. Yeah, it is. Never. Oh. Yeah. Wow. He's <laughs> just surprised. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I don't know. I figured, yeah, I don't know. I just figured he'd be on before. Yeah. I didn't realize this was his first show. He's been on Mug Talk a couple of times. Yeah, he's a naturally gifted social speaker. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Zeph, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at, what you got going on? Uh, well, uh, my Twitch channel, slash Zeph Zayora, um, I guess, hang on, let me put that in chat so it's, uh, people tend to misspell yeah, my name. So, why don't you shout them out? Oh, yeah, don't we, we, don't we have that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, yeah, yeah. If you do that, yeah. Yeah, Zeph, that'll work. Now, how, yeah. now, do I remember how to spell it? That's... Yeah. Don't forget the H. Yes. The H is Zeph. always forgotten. I mean, there's, yeah. there's two H's in Zeph. Yeah, there are two. People yeah. always forget the first oh, one do because they? the first, okay. like, yeah, because that's an actual name. Uh, whereas mine has a, the added H. Is that, did I spell it uh, right? Do I get it? Yeah, you did. Okay. See, yeah. I, I, you think I rated with you as long as I did that, I'd be able to spell it, but I still can't spell Alice correctly because as soon as there's three vowels in a row, I just lose all oh. the track. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, I can see yeah, that. So, the, yeah, I can see your fucking slime yep. hat at the top. So of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's, that's my Twitch channel where I am there most days of the week, sometimes for excessive hours, um, where at least recently, you'll catch me talking about the same topics um, for a very long time. Uh, and also, my Twitter is uh, Zef Z as an Australian Z. If you're not, well, it's actually only Z if you're American, isn't it? 
Um, but yeah, it's it's just the same name, but without the the surname on it, just the Z. Last um, initial. Where? Yeah, just the last initial. Um, so yeah, I I tweet things when I feel like it. Not that often, but like in the the wake of current patch and things like that, I have been sharing my thoughts on these sorts of things. So that's yeah, that's where you can find me. That's what I've been doing. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, thank you again. And uh, with that, Momo, they, they, in case they forgot from second. last week, only one shadow can be active at a time. Please wait a minute. Mm. All right. Oh, mm. fuck you then. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a cooldown. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, it's a new, yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, it's a new uh, shadow feature. I, mean, I haven't even tried that yet. You can find me over at uh, FFXVMomo on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And then uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a good show. Uh, hopefully, it was satisfactory enough. You know. Imagine if after three hours they said it wasn't good enough. I know. <laughs> I'd cry. I'd cry. You want to go for uh, five? I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> He's gone. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm back. Did my picture get messed up? No, because you give me a no. you give me a picture like ahead. Oh, of nice. Yeah. Okay. Even when Sly like disconnected bad. because you guys both used pictures, it didn't mess any of the cameras up. So. Yeah, as long as I don't have to feel bad, it's good. I can make you feel. I can just say you're shit for doing that, and fuck you. Um, did that? Why would you do that? Did that? Did that? Say you could say I don't leave again. Why would you do that? Can you say I'm ruining the podcast? Stop. But you're not even on Summoner. The joke doesn't. Wait, no, no, Scott. The whole whole show is ruined. (laughs) Oh, the whole show (laughs) is ruined. Is that what you wanted? Mm. Do you want Stewie? No, but okay. I think you need an embrace. Okay, see, now it's now it ticks out, you know. Yeah. I don't associate your bro- broil. I don't give Scholar Ruin anymore. Ruin 2, who gives a shit? Because you're a broil machine. And unless you're making a steak oh. on the show, that's, I don't know. Oh. Just broil. You have to have a shorter oh. cooldown now. You'll be fine. Fucking Ciroc Sly? I haven't had Ciroc since I was like 20, 23. <laughs> I used to buy a whole bottle every time I went to a party. What is it? Like vodka? Yeah, it's vodka. It's not just vodka. It's P. Diddy vodka. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Puff Daddy, if you will. Bad boy for life. There we go. Bad boy. Take that. Thank you again, Momo. I I, I only asked you for a recommendation, and then you you were my guest of choice, but I didn't want to ask you two weeks in a row. So I was like, let me just Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody plays this game as a healer, but you could that find some. That was the so. problem, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was part of the issue that I had. I, I mean, I got a few healer friends. It's just I, 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 when I was thinking of people I know who are, like, super into this topic, you were, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. here, you know? Because most of yeah. them, I know a bunch of healers, but they're just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, you know. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? But thank you. Thank you again. Uh, yeah, of course. Thank you, Sly. Um, you were mostly a witness to this show uh, when your when the power would let you. Yeah. So next week you'll be much more involved, and I'll tell everyone what next week's show is after after we do our outros. So Ooh. that'll be fun. It'll Ooh. be a fun show next week. Yeah. But what are you up to? Assuming that your power is actually working this weekend. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitch.tv/slot, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Slot the Fox. Uh. Yeah, the reason I wanted this show to kind of, you know, last a little bit longer 
is because I have to go do Mario shit now. So um, Mario Kart fan party. Sly, you like it. Why won't you just admit that you like it? I do not. You I keep do not. doing it. Fucking... You could just not do it. Because you don't the let people, them control you. The people want it. The people. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, oh, can I? Mario tonight. Was I say one thing after? Sorry. <laughs> uh, Mario tonight. Um, SMC Saturday and first Saturday tomorrow. First Saturday. Uh, spoopy event. Kind of an All Saints Wake style event. Halloween. Either way, bring something spoopy. Um, details on the Twitters. Um, uh, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, well, get the, get to make my raid their drugs and food. And, and after that, I get to whale out on some Gundam gotcha. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. That's gonna be oh, probably the fun. Oh yeah, stream. let's go. Yeah, I get to yeah. wail out on some Gundam yeah. gotcha. <laughs> it's not evolution, by the way. It's uh, no, Operation Two. I figured you weren't wailing out on the Gundam Overwatch. Like, no, because like you don't get you don't get shit for evolution. You, like Battle Operation Two, you at least get suits, and there are like a bunch of fucking mobile suits there. So that's why I'm wailing out. It's like the start of the month, and that's when they say you should wail out. So. Yeah. Gundam. So anyway, anyway, that's uh, what I'm up to. Happy, what are you up to? You find me, Mr. Happy1227. I finished Teofield and Valkyrie, so I'm on a little bit of a break right now. I'll probably get back to count up. Final Fantasy 4 3D is where we left off, and I have a lot of Final Fantasy games still left to play. But next month is going to be super busy. I'm considering Triangle Strategy on PC when that comes out. That's October 13th. We have the live letter um, next week. That's going to be at 9.30 p.m. And then there's a live Q&A at 6 a.m. the next morning. So that's going to be thrilling. Um, not to mention the Sakaguchi Yoshi P thing, which I'm curious to tune into, even mm. if I won't understand anything. Uh, then we also have Strangers of Paradise DLC next month. We have Star Ocean 6 next month. And then I'm sure there's other things I'm not playing, like Bayonetta 3 and like a few other things that are coming out next month as well. So those will, those will be good for a lot of people. Uh, we do have shows planned for the next several weeks. Um, we're not doing a live, do we? we're not doing a live letter show next week, actually. We're going to do the live letter show Aww. two weeks from now because instead Aww. we have uh, a guest and we're going to do a special next week at our normal time. So, you know, same time this show started. Um, we have Zeppelin mm-hmm. next week. So we're going to do the, yeah. the Zeppelisode as, as we're calling it. And Sly, you're going to have to put up with that pun because I'm going to be using it a lot. Okay. Sly, do you have any, uh, do you have a bunny hat by any chance? Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I already knew you were going to ask that, or Zeppelin was. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that, bro. I'm sorry. What I'm if like, I just Photoshop one onto you? I could use, like, the VTubing thing to, like, track no. your face and then just put one no. on there. If I do it, you can't do anything about it, so I don't know why you're acting like you have an, have an opinion <sighs> on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's puns and buns next week. That's that's what it's going to be. 
Ooh, I'm gonna be drunk. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's all right. That's what it's be. Yeah. So we're gonna do. We're gonna have Zeppel on next week. We're gonna be interviewing her and doing some predictions for the live letter that will be coming later that night. We'll do the live letter show after that. We're predicting October 18th for the patch. If that's the case, the following Friday would be a patch video. Uh, patch video. A patch state of the realm. And the week after that would probably be a more in-depth, like Criterion-related thing. So. We have, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got plans. We've got Stay of the Realms for the next several weeks. And then Sly and I are working on something else, but that's going to stay a secret for a while. Oh, you want to keep that a secret? I got a little bit of no, 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 That needs to be a secret. Okay. They can be, listen, they can be excited that they don't know something. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Fine. All right. So, with that, we're finally ready to wrap up. We're going to do a very short post show so everyone can go on their mm-hmm. merry way. But thank you again, Zeph and Momo, for hanging out. Thank everyone in chat. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you everyone in chat for tuning in. Thanks for having us. And as soon as I fix the outro screen that I didn't update from last week, we are going to go into the... (laughs) Listen, I made a new outro screen. I just didn't replace last week's. And now I have, so the show's over. (laughs) Bye-bye. Goodbye. Ah!